Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me bang you, I do man. let you bang. Let me bang you, 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 Greetings, marriage and virgins. Go for Jesus! No for gay Jesus, people! Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted. With Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Hey, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. We got a special show today. We have a three-time NFL Pro Bowl player, Sean Merriman, coming on, uh, who's also started his own fight promotion and was doing bare knuckle boxing or training for that. And then also, he wants to fight. He called out Batista. Uh, we'll see. Uh, that would be a fight I, I would I pay for that fight. Watch him versus Batista. Come on, that would be a good. I mean, we got to see that fight uh, if that ever happens. Um, and then we also have, of course, my man Shang is here, and Kay Hansen, who uh, has on a little tear. It's like 21 years old and has won a couple fights in the UFC or won one fight. And the last fight was very close. Um, and then that guy uh, Ace, who got mad at me for the Nick Newell joke. Uh, where he's he's gonna be on too. He's a pro jiu-jitsu okay. fighter. So uh, we got quite the show. Um, Shang, how are you, man? I'm I'm okay, man. Um, you know, just uh, dealing with my son's getting a little uh, cagey because he really wants to live life and go to the movie, and you know, uh, and he can't. <laughs> and there's like a there's like a feed, there's like some kind of feedback again. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you, but I hear like a beat, like beep, beep, beep. Okay. Um, I, I, my phone, cut my phone off. Uh, oh yeah, now it's better. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, now, now, now it's on again. Uh, now it's gone. Now okay. It's, now it's on. Now it's gone. Now it's on. What, what, what about now? Uh, now it's good. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So, Sorry. uh, let's talk about some, some MMA stuff. So, um, First of all, McGregor finally talked about his fight with Poirier, and he was actually a really good sport about it. He, he was a good sport. And he said, you know, Poirier was a better man, you know, as that night, good for the leg kicks. But he said he blamed his preparation and focus because uh, he was focused on Manny Pacquiao and not Dustin Poirier. Um, then he didn't give Poirier props then. Isn't that kind of not giving Poirier props by saying it? Yeah, I mean, I would assume. And also, I mean, you're at the point now where, look, I appreciate the honesty, and if that's really what happened, that's what happened, and I believe him. At the same time, his coaches, his people around him, they have to say, listen, man, you're not fighting Manny Pacquiao. I mean, when you're training for Manny Pacquiao, that's a whole different fight than Dustin Poirier. Manny right. Pacquiao is going to throw you 10,000 punches around in a boxing match and not kick you or take you to the ground. And, uh, you know, Connor's smart enough to realize, like, come on, man. Like, I understand – 
you could be getting 50, 100 million in Pacquiao. But guess what? People aren't going to be that excited to see it now because you, you blew it. You have, Focus on the guy right in front of you, especially when the guy's Dustin Poirier. Um, especially someone at the level of yeah. Dustin Poirier. I mean, I just feel like that's a cop-out. I, I like Conor McGregor, but that was some cop-out shit. And his coaches should have been on his ass that, you know what, you know, chances of Pacquiao taking you down, slim and none. I mean, that's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I appreciate the honesty and I appreciate, I understand what he's saying. And I guess if I had a hundred million being dollars. He's not being honest. That's not being honest. Come on, man. He's being on, look, if, if he said it, McGregor's not the kind of guy after a loss to really make, I mean, I guess he has made excuses, but maybe he was focusing on Manny Pacquiao. But at this point in his career, at this level of fighter he is, dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah, say, I disagree. I just, I think that that's an excuse. It sounds like an excuse. First, I, now the, if he'd have used that well, the long layoff, I would have gave him that. But I'm not giving him this one. Okay, Poirier was the better man, and leave it at that. Give right. Poirier his props. A lot of times fighters have to tell themselves that too, you know. A lot of times fighters, they have to tell themselves there's a reason they lost because – they don't want to actually believe the guy was better than them. And that's the way to do it. I mean, look, he looked great against Donald Cerrone. Uh, he looked great in the first round against Dustin Poirier. He won that round. He easily he absolutely won that round. So, and he was- you know, he just kind of faded in the second. He got caught. He wasn't keeping his hands up. Um, but, hey, man, listen, you don't keep your left hand up against Manny Pacquiao. You're going to go out a lot quicker. Dustin Poirier. So <laughs> it won't even, even be it won't even be uh, it'll be maybe first round. So I don't even think he was really playing that well for Manny Pacquiao. If that's how right. you're planning for a fight, Manny Pacquiao, and your hands are down, and you're letting the guy punch you over and over and over in the face, right. you know, maybe your whole training is a little anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Poirier, Poirier, maybe compared to Pacquiao, Pacquiao would have thrown 50 punches. 50? I mean, 50. 50, I mean, minimum. No. Old Manny Pacquiao would have thrown 400 punches in a round. Uh, this newer Manny Pacquiao might have thrown 200. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, but exactly. Listen, man, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is, and I understand. And I, I understand, though. Look, everyone's a human being. And when you have $100 million draped over you, it's hard to not focus on that. And the way you dismantle uh, Donald Cerrone, it's hard to not think that you're going to do the same thing to Dustin Poirier. You can't say that because Donald Cerrone had been dismantled before on more than one occasion. And Dustin Poirier got knocked out by Michael Johnson and by other guys. I mean. But it's been a long time. Poirier has been on a tear, though. And I think think they didn't give – the thing that makes me go, what what the fuck? You're not going to give Poirier his props? They should give him props across the board. He has been the man. He beat Hooker. He beat Hooker. Even though it went, they say, oh, well, you know, he didn't knock him out. He's still beating. The problem is Khabib, man. The problem is that Khabib just ran through everybody. Well, that's Khabib. He's a fucking mutant. I know. But the problem is when you have a guy that good who who just runs through Justin Gaethje, who who run basically wins every round against Dustin Poirier, who wins every round but one against Conor McGregor, it's hard to then say, well, the guy in second place is now the champ because this guy is not back. That's why oh, they're not no, giving, no, you can't that's, say that. He retired. That's why they're not giving him props. That's why I'm not giving him props. No, that's not you it. They, take, no. You take Khabib out of the equation, and, and uh, which now he is, but the way he just dismantled everybody, it, it, it's not like he's a, it's a definite. Plus, it's, it's pretty close. I, I get it. He beat McGregor, but Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler, I mean, those guys are, uh, are right there. 
they're right there with Dustin Poirier. And you could argue that those guys, uh, uh, you know. No, I, I, I don't. I, one, I, I see, I don't believe we're just disagreeing. I think that Khabib, you can't give him that because Khabib retired. So right now, once you retire, whoever retired. Yeah, but he retired with an asterisk. He retired with the fact of, oh, let me see how on, good man. these guys are going to be. I no, agree. that's bullshit. I agree. Look, he, if, he, if he actually, Dana White came on TV and said, if these guys impress me, uh, he might come back. He did say that. That's not a guy who's fully retired, okay? A guy who's fully retired says, I'm done. I'm fucking done. Right. A guy, a guy who says these guys might impress me. Anyway, we still have to talk about uh, Tyron Woodley has a fight coming up. Uh, we have to talk about O'Malley, Almeida, Chris Weidman got COVID, Sadiq Youssef got a fight. But right now we have a girl who, you know, I've been a fan of this girl since she was like 11. I mean, that sounds like, that sounds really creepy. That sounds a little creepy. Sounds a little creepy. That sounds very creepy. But she was on the podcast back in her Invicta days. I think after her first fight, I saw something in this girl. And I said, you're going to be a star. I said, you're going to make it to the big show. And in the time, I think she was like, her record was like 0-15, okay? Yeah. Uh, she was, she was, and then here we are, fast forward three years. She's in the UFC. She won her first fight, arguably won her second fight. It was very, very close. Very suspect. That was, and, that was suspect. Uh, and she's right there. And she's not even in a weight. She's like 105 pounds. She's fighting up a weight class. Uh, Kay Hansen, how are you? What's going on? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm you doing. Good? I'm doing good. Not as good as you. Uh, congrats yeah. on, on making you. a big show. I mean, how did it feel to be called up? You felt like a, a, a one week notice in the UFC. Yeah. Um. I for sure wasn't expecting the call. You know, when I got it. Um. I don't. I don't know. It was kind of out of the blue, but um. I feel like that's when opportunities, like the best ones, kind of hit you when you're not expecting them. So yeah, right. I got it on like six days notice, and I was like, all right, I guess we're doing it. <laughs> Not only did you do it, but you beat uh, Jin Yu Fry, who was yeah. the, the former Invicta champion. Uh, yeah. This girl had a lot more experience than you. And what I like about UK is a lot of people that they get down one round, two rounds. They they kind of they, they mentally check out. They go, all right, I'll get the next one. They they coast. They go, I don't, I don't want to. I just won't get finished. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. it'll be a moral victory. Not you. You, you fight till the, after. Yeah. The I mean, I've had fights to where, like, the Sharon Jacobs fight, like, I was getting my ass kicked for, like, every every second of the fight except for the last 10, and I pulled out a submission, you know? So if anyone knows, like, that anything can happen at any moment, it's me. So for me, like, I don't care if I'm down one round, two rounds, two and a half rounds. Like, I know it takes one shot, you know, one punch, one takedown, and, and that's it. So Well, um, to me, you're like doing. a honey badger. You don't give a fuck. You will just <laughs> – you're like, Honey Badger's like, oh, it's not over. and That's yeah, not over. It's not over until, you know, the 15 minutes is over. So, um, yeah, it doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't ever get discouraged either because, like I said, I know it takes one punch, one takedown, and, and that's all you need to finish a fight. But what's going through your head? Like, it's third round, you're down to nothing. Is there like a – are you is there like a little angel in you or like a little – like a, <laughs> a what? I, I feel like, like in that moment, like there's so much going on in your head that like – you can't even like decipher like like I don't know I'm just kind of on autopilot like you know I'm in the gym every day so for me it's just another day in the office and I try to keep it you know that mindset of like okay I've been in this situation before when it comes to sparring when it comes to grappling so I try to just react how I would in practice and you're impossible I mean my wife's hard to finish trust me I tried different ways <laughs> but you're, but you are impossible to, like 
the only time you ever been finished is when your head was was gushing blood and you were yeah. like yeah yeah uh, i mean i just keep moving you know what i mean like you just gotta keep moving um and like as long as you're moving i think you're you're good unless you're you know profusely bleeding out of your head so then they, then they stop <laughs> and it. then you kind of go yeah, yeah well I can't, I, I can't control that so. yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> i mean it, it was insane now um now you're you're 21, you, you fight yeah. at 115, but what do yeah. you walk around at? Um, I walk around at like 130, 135 max. Um, you know, I try to stay at 130, um, and then as like the fight goes, I try to taper down like little by little, um, you know, 130, 125. And then on fight week, last time I only had to cut a couple pounds because I was really good and really disciplined up to the fight. So um, I'm hoping to do the same this time. Good, good, good. Now, you see the same boyfriend? No. <laughs> oh whoa 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 what yeah. happened there because you guys were like in love he was your training partner he was latino yeah. you had that uh, whole life. i don't know stuff happens um it's been a while it's been like since the summer oh uh, wow um, wow so, so you're thirsty gonna... i like it so guys out there uh don't <laughs> try to pick you up okay oh, no. <laughs> right a lot of these guys out there they see you they see the american flag they see you shooting guns are you getting yeah. a lot of guys hitting you up in your dms yeah, I get more than I'd like. I try to ignore, like, you know, like the little others folder on your yeah. DMs. I try to ignore those and not even click on them because they're, they're too much. Whether it's someone, like, saying, like, oh, you suck, or it's someone saying I'm in love with you. It's like, either way, it's like, what, what's the point of, of like, right. that, you know? <laughs> yeah, unless they say, you suck, I'm in love with you. That's kind of like you get yeah. The, yeah, but that's <laughs> one that's weird. Like that before too is people are weird. Like people are so weird. <laughs> that's that's so strange. Like I love you, but you suck. I mean, yeah. that would be that's a creepy dude that got a van and candy. Yeah. I would not. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even hey, answer those. Yeah, stay focused, Kay. You got you got you yeah. got a you got a championship on the line. All right, you gotta yeah. actually focus. Uh, you got a fight coming up against Cheyenne. But Cheyenne's a tough girl. Uh, yeah. I I know her. She's she's strong as hell. She's like you. She's feisty. What are, what are we uh, what are we gonna do for this fight? You know, I don't know. Um, I think we've both probably known about each other. You know, for a while we're kind of like on the same up and coming, um, and we're both well rounded. We're both really game. So I don't really know where it's gonna go. It could stay up on the feet. It can go to the ground. Um, we're both good, kind of everywhere. You know, so I'm excited. It's gonna be kind of like a clash of the like. Uh, you know, the feistiness, I guess. Well, I think it's going to come down to, like, who's more game, honestly. Exactly. Because exactly. you, both were, you both were, like, if, if you, you both are, like, here. But if yeah. your gameness is here, then yeah. it, it's like, oh, okay, we both were equal on that stance. But exactly. I'm, I'm going in yeah, harder. I think it's going to come down to, like, an attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a yeah, yeah. The fight, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm excited for. You know, every opponent I face is a little different. Um, and, you know, I don't watch much tape. Or anything but uh like i said i've known about her for a while like back like in my evicted days and like i used to watch a lot of tapes so like i used to watch you know some of her stuff so um i know a little bit more about her than i have like say Corey mckenna i didn't watch one video of Corey. um like i knew of her you know but i didn't i just don't like watching videos but i did watch a, like cheyenne back when i was into watching videos when i wasn't in evicta so I know a little bit more about her than my other opponents. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I think it's going to be a really good one for everyone. Good. Well, that was a great scrap. The Corey fight was great. I mean, that Thank was, you. Uh, you guys were both, like, just going at it in so yeah. many different positions. I mean, it was a really, really entertaining fight. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Were you surprised you didn't get the win? Yeah. You know, I'm super hard on myself. And I've been in, like, close fights before where I've been like, no, like, I lost. Like, because I'm super hard on myself. You know, I expect a lot out of myself. Uh, but I think this was the only close fight that I was in that when I didn't get the nod, I was like, 
kind of confused, you know. Um, you know, it was close in a sense, but I do think I did enough to win the fight in general. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, you know, and, and a lot of people agree with me. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in here for the long run. You know, I'm in the UFC. I'm where I want to be. Um, I put on a good performance, so it's like, yeah, it's a loss of my record. But at this point, I don't really care about my record. I'm where I need to be in as long as, you know, I show that I'm game and that I'm here to fight. Um, you know, I think those wins will come. And I think that's kind of what happens when you leave it in the judge's hands, you know. Uh, and you but, know what I really respected about you was like some stuff came out where like you quoted Candace Owens or something in the past or oh, yeah. something happened and yeah. people were like coming at you and you were like listen I'm, I'm, I was 19 years old uh, yeah like, I was 18 years old and I was like in a super shitty like home situation and like you know I was like had a manipulative like father and shit and it's like man like don't come at me with like shit that I did when I was 18, because I'm sure when you guys, when pe everyone else is 18, they're doing way more stupid shit than me, and I'm not putting them on blast, like, right. you know, so it's like, but, you, you live and you learn, and like, that's just how it is, you know? No, I, even, even if you had the same opinion as Candace Owens, that would be okay, too. People are allowed to have their own yeah. opinions, you know? Right, yeah. yeah, what's the fuck that got to do with you fighting? Like, you know, uh, like, I was in that kind of, like, home situation, and, and under that, like, you know, kind of, like, watchful eye, you know, of, like, my dad, and, like, I kind of had no choice but to, like, be a certain way. But it's like, it's almost like in the public eye, like you're not allowed to like change or like evolve. You know I mean, it's like once you, you say a certain thing or do a certain thing that people don't agree with. And it's like, I was 18. Like, you know how many people are doing the stupidest shit at 18? And that's the most stupid thing I've done. No, you know I, what I mean? And I it's like, it's crazy to me. And like, I try not to respond to that kind of stuff on social media, but I, I kind of like made it a point to be like, look, you don't know me. Like you can talk all the shit you want, but like, you don't know me. You don't know who I am. Like you don't know anything I've been through. So like, maybe like take a step back before you just like attack. No, I love that response. That was to me was like, yeah. you know what? You're like, I've evolved as a person. Yeah. I feel the way I did when I was 18. I'm now 19 or 20. And, and, and this is, and this is, and when I'm 23, I'll feel differently. And when I'm 30, I'll feel differently. People are right. allowed to have different opinions. I mean, and, yeah. and I, I love that. I, I love that that's how you came out with it because some people, yeah. they go, either they either apologize and some bullshit apology where you yeah, I mean, I'm not And that's the thing too, is like, I'm not going to apologize. Like I don't have the same beliefs I had when I wore that bra, but at the same time, like, even if I did, like, I'm not going to apologize for you like wore a bra. Yeah, it, well, it was like a sports bra. It was like a weigh, I weigh-ins. Like, it was a sports bra. And it was just, it was actually a Kanye West quote. That, like, and it's just that I like the way Candace Owens thinks. But it was a Kanye West quote. Right. That's what I wore to weigh-ins. And, um... Where did you get so, that? Um, I, my dad had it printed. I don't know. <laughs> your dad had you yeah. print? Your dad gave you a Candace Owens story. bra? That's a crazy story in itself. But, like, I wore that I was literally 18, you know, and that's all I did. And people like resurfaced that photo and like Twitter just went fucking ape shit about but it. A lot of people, a lot of people became fans of yours the other way. A lot of yeah, people were like, yeah, that's the thing is like, no matter what I believe or what I wear or what I say, what, whether my opinions change or not, like someone's going to hate me and someone's going to love me for it. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, it's just something I guess you kind of have to learn to deal with, you know, when you're like, you're fighting in the UFC, especially like, I, I don't know. I just. Well, as a father, I know I'm not going to buy my daughter a Candace Owens bra. Yeah, don't. And, and, don't ruin uh, your future. <laughs> you might get a little backlash. <laughs> might get a little backlash. But no, I think that, no, I think that you have in your, like, fuck it. You got your opinion. And uh, a, a comic friend of mine, Jeff Garcia said, look, my ex-wife don't like me. So I'm just going to be me. Fuck it. Like, yeah. you have to have that fucking attitude. Exactly. And my, pop, my pops used to push me when I, 
I lost, I lost a tournament and the motherfucker was on my back. I'm like, look, man, I lost. Keep it moving. And like, I think you gotta have that mentality. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and if and if I like let every comment or a message that like I saw bother me, I would just be miserable all the time. Well, the, you know? the fact that you won a fight in the UFC, you're so happy. Yeah, it's, you're you're 20 years old. It's the highlight yeah. of your life. You worked yeah. so hard. You you turned down Harvard to become a pro yeah. fighter, and, and then people are gonna find a picture of you. Yeah. From, like, because like it's not like they even like found the picture and messaged me and were like, hey, like what's up with this? They like literally like put it as like a headline, like, and I was like, oh, you know, wow. like I was 18, I'm 21 now. Like, don't you think you could have been like, hey, like what's up with this? Like, Here's the thing, I don't agree with Candace Owens. I mean, yeah. what I heard, so I agree with some of the stuff she says, but most of what I don't. But she's allowed to say that. Exactly. It's like even if exactly. I, who, people are allowed to have different opinions. Yeah. That's what makes exactly. the country great. Yeah, um, but like I don't know. Like I said, like, like they just put that picture out there, and then they bashed me for it. And like I just put out that quick response, like, look, I was in a certain situation. Like I was eighteen. Like I'm allowed to fucking change my opinions, and even if I did, like, fucking so be it. But like I said, if I let every headline about me or every message or every comment about me bother me, like I would be constantly firing back comments on Twitter. Yeah, you don't need to do that. You you have you have a career. <laughs> You have, right. a, you have a career. Yeah. You're 21. You're going to be a champion one day. Thank You've you. already had your, your, your have amazing fights. Uh, now I know you were training with your ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, and you guys broke up. Yeah. So you guys still training together? I mean, he was here in uh, Orange County for college and then he graduated and went back to San Diego. Oh, okay. So that's easier. Uh, we were just training at the same gym. It's not like it was his gym or like oh, okay. whatever. Okay. Got it. Um, so th nothing much really changed there. So it's not like Cobra Kai? Where no, 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 it's nothing. Nothing's, nothing's like Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> some, of, some of the fights in that are just horrible. Uh, yeah. But they're fun. I haven't, I've only heard I've about seen it. it. It's horrible. Oh, you're you're going to love it. You'll love it. Kay, you'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. Do you think the fight, did you, really? My, well, Ralph Macchio fighting? I think it's better than a lot of shit. No, of course, it, like, 30 on 30 karate fights don't break out in high school. But I think that uh, it, was, it was entertaining to watch. Okay, um, right, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, he, right. He, he throws a round kick, his foot drags across the ground. Get the fuck out of here, man. Right. <laughs> it's just, he's horrible. But so I wanted to ask you a question. I want to ask a question. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, being in the UFC, is, is that the, like a lot of fighters say that it's a different level. I was listening to yeah. uh, Chandler talk about the difference between some of the other organizations and yeah. the UFC. I heard that they're thorough as fuck. Like they really are on their shit. Is it? Is that how it is? Like the UFC? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, it's crazy. Like uh, they just have so many resources. And I think like for me, one of the biggest things I've tried to take advantage of is um, like the UFC PI, like nutritionists and stuff. Um, like they literally like, I have their cell phone number and I could text them at any point and get any answers to anything. Like the resources they have and like, I don't know, it's crazy. They're, they're so on top of things. Um, and I mean, it is a different level for sure. Obviously they have the means to do that. You know what I mean? Like Invicta was amazing. You know, Invicta was like probably like one of the coolest experiences I got, like working with them, working with the staff. Um, but obviously like the UFC, like they have different resources and different, you know, like they have more money, they have more this, they have more that. Um, so it's really been cool getting to like take advantage of all that. You know, I wish COVID wasn't so like annoying because like for the PI, you have to like get a COVID test, you know, like within three days of you going and like, it's kind of like, you have to make appointments. 
Um, but I mean, either way, it's still like, it's been super cool. Like getting to experience everything. Do, cool. Now, do people talk to you sometimes like you're, like you're a kid? Cause you are yeah. kind of a kid and I, I could see I, that. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I get a lot of questions like regarding my age. Um, but it's hard because like, I am young, but like, um, you know, like, I, I don't know. I've kind of been through a lot in my like young life. So like, I don't feel like I'm young. Um, I carry myself really like, you know, like I'm mature and like, uh, really professionally. Um, so I get a lot of questions like during interviews about like my age and stuff, but I feel like when it comes to like the people at the PI and like the staff, like, um, you know, they, they treat me just like everyone else. Like they don't kind of like treat me as a kid because of the way I carry myself. So you don't talk to your parents anymore. Uh, I talk to my mom. Me and my mom are really close. Okay. Your yeah. mom, you talk to. All right. Yeah. Uh, now, are you living by yourself? Yeah, I am. You're 21, living in yeah. Orange County by yourself. Yep. Uh, you have a dog, right? All right. So what, okay. what's a day for you like? Um, uh, during, I mean, I kind of train the same during camp and outside of camp. It's just kind of like the intensity of the sessions, you know? Um, right now, it's kind of crazy. Like yesterday, uh, or Tuesday is my heaviest day. I do 10 to 11 Muay Thai, 11 to 12 MMA sparring, and then I do 12.30 to 2 strength conditioning, and then I'll go back at night to 8 to 9.30 striking again. Um, and then today I went four practices a day. Yeah. That's usually how I go. Um, most days like two to two to four a day. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like a busy body. Like I don't like to sit still. Like I get really antsy. So, um, I kind of, my coaches get mad at me for like overtraining. So recovery and like rest is also something I'm trying to work on, but it's really hard. For it's me. hard for you. It's hard for you to do it's it. It's so hard for me. I, I don't know what it is. There's something inside me that's just always like, I can work 24 hours a day and still be like, fuck, I didn't do enough. Like, I don't know. I'm maybe, I think it's really wrong with me. Honestly. Do you have a job? Do you have to have a day job or no? No, I don't. Um, That's good. I, I, I've been so good. So before I moved out last camp, um, like eight weeks out of my fight with Corey, I moved out of, uh, with my grandparents to my own place. Um, but the whole time I was living with my grandparents, I was just shoving money in the savings. Um, and then when I got to like the 50K, like I put it straight in the savings. Like I haven't touched it. I act like I don't have it. Um, you know, and then like just little things come up. Like I just got a new manager. So he's got me a couple of sponsors that are paying me now. And then the UFC had me do like a shoot that paid me, you know, so, um, I'm getting money rolling in little by little, but I'm really like, like bare minimum type of person, you know, yeah. uh, I bought a car after my last five, but it was like a, like $11,000. Like give them like, I no payments, no nothing. Like I'm really diligent and on top of things, and I try to just be really bare minimum. So I love I the fact to... that you're in the UFC living with your grandparents. That is the fun. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, now, now, but you're like kind of like on your Instagram. You're kind of you have like American flag, yeah. bathe suits, and you have guns. I would yeah. think that that like I don't know like black rifle coffee or some of these like yeah. all of our, like you're like a, a dream for some of those sponsors. No. Yeah. Um, I think so. Um, I, I, like I said, I just signed up a management company literally like a week ago. Um, so they've already got me a couple. I have never, like, I used to reach out to them like in my Invicta days, but even like towards the end of my Invicta, like little Invicta career and like my beginning of my UFC career, like I didn't, I don't, 
I don't know. I don't really like seek out sponsors, you know. All right, Shane, like, me and you are gonna are gonna be her like her, her guy. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta <laughs> get some sponsors. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna reach out. To, uh, I mean, I'm getting like a bunch now. Like uh, my manager just like I opened a package and I had like a bunch of like Beats headphones and shit. Like, <laughs> so now like all I have to do is like make a post and like he gave me like four or five different like sets and I was like oh, okay like so I'm right. doing things like that and like um you know i have a couple sponsors now that like they're giving me some money to post about their stuff so i finally have like i'm so stubborn like i'm such a control freak with my career that i didn't have a manager up till this point um and but like cheyenne's great don't get me wrong but this is my third ufc fight and my third time fighting a debuter you know and how did you, I, how, did you know, how did you negotiate a contract with no manager i i didn't and that's the thing is mick maynard would literally be like kate do you want to fight cory mckenna on november 14th and i'd say yes that's it oh wait <laughs> i literally and this is not like i if mick maynard said okay will you fight tomorrow for free i would be on a plane right now but don't you like, have to have a lawyer look look through the contract or i never did i like i said i <laughs> literally i don't care like that's then that's why i got a manager because like I do not care. Like, I just want to fight. But I think I have, like, I've missed some opportunities or something. Like, I'm going to miss opportunities. And like you I think? said, this is my third UFC fight, <laughs> my third time fighting a UFC debuter. And it's like, man, like, I don't, I don't, not but, a big fan of that. Yeah. Like, but you but, know what? You, you should worry. Like, I think you're right. Like, let the manager worry about that other shit. That's why and you I worry about the fighting. But then that's right now, I'm like, I don't even, I don't even want to, like, you deal with it like and then the guys are long there's a long contracts so are you reading through them what if they said you have to like give no, all your they, money so they got me on it on like a good starting contract it's a little more than what they usually start people on especially because i took the fight on such short notice that first time so that kind of bumps the like the money up for me a little bit um so i knew the numbers weren't bad because i know the basic salaries you know um but as far as like everything else like i i had no idea i looked at the money and i looked at the amount of fights on there and I was like, all right, cool. Like, I don't know what else is in there. Like, oh, but, God. I mean, I, everyone kind of knows, like, with the UFC, it's like, okay, well, once I'm in the UFC, I can't fight for anyone else. Like, I can't, like, you know what I mean? So, like, I feel like, I don't know. But <laughs> now, I have, now I have someone who can, like, legally handle that for me. So I don't have to. So. Right. But Adam, she's focused you, like, on the fighting. But it's, yeah, but he's texting you, hey, you want to fight? Smiley face. And you're like, Sure, LOL, and then you're in a fight. Yeah. I mean, this, is, yeah. this sounds like the most. But I, the contract sends me and I sign it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Kate, that's great. But you don't want to be like in a 45 year contract. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could literally be right now and I don't know. So. <laughs> you haven't read it? No, I, I, I don't read any of my. Con I mean, like I said, I look at the, like, all the important stuff, like the pay, the amount of fights, like XYZ. Right. But, the the, the points the that make a difference. I don't know what the fight Right. The what points if that make like, a difference. What if they're like, you got to do three twerks after you win, and then you have to show your left butt cheek. I mean, you have to look at these fucking contracts. Wait, wait a minute. Why would that be in the contract? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you don't know what's in there. I mean, I don't know about you, but... <laughs> I'm just saying, look at these contracts. I know, but that was a weird example. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just, I'm just and make sure you I look for the butt cheek contract. Look in the <laughs> Nobody... I'm just saying what I would put in the contract. If she's oh, not yeah, well, yeah, we would definitely put it. I know, but I think that look some at fighters, anyway. I think some fighters need people to just focus on like the, all that business shit and, so, yeah. and just, I need yeah, to be that's here. That's partly where I'm at in my career, you know? And uh, like I said, like I have like major trust issues when it comes to my career because like no one is gonna like value your career like you do. 
You know, no one's going to care as much as your career about you do. But I think I finally found, you know, the company that's going to take care of me the way that I would take care of myself. Right. So I'm excited to like kind of trust them with that. You know, they'll send me messages about sponsors, about fights, and I'll just let them do their thing. Because I don't know the industry. I'm 21 and I just want to fight. Like right, I said, I'm what management company do you sign with? Um, it's called Upgrade Team. I don't even, wow. I'm sorry. You don't even know the manager? No, I mean I know I know his name is Julian. Like I, I know him. Uh, his name is Julian. Up, some guy named Julian. Marketing group. All right. Do you want me to? I mean, I I'm friends with Jason House. I'm friends with Iridium. You want you want me to like talk to some people? Well, you already have a manager now. You're good. Uh, yeah, I have a manager. I'm signed with him. He's he's already doing me really good. It's only been like a week, but everything has been really good with him. Okay. So, all right. So all right. so, so yeah. last week I wrote a joke about about Nick Newell. Okay. Oh. I said that Jake Paul wants to fight Nick Newell because he'll go for a guy with Askren who has no hands to Nick who has one hand, right? So then this guy on Twitter, Ace, hits me up. He goes, this guy should fuck you up. No joke or something. He I should say like that. So then I DM the guy and I say, listen, <laughs> I'm friends with Nick Newell. We talk, I, I, I hit him up. I said, is this okay? He said, no problem. Make these jokes. It's fine. He, I, I go, Nick's been on my co- on my podcast like 30 times. And the guy goes, well, can I do your podcast? So now, <laughs> so now I can't now I can't say no because now I – so I'm like, uh, all right. So I said, all right, you can be on the po- – I go, are you a pro fighter? And you said, well, I'm doing a pro jiu-jitsu match. I said, all right, good enough. So here we are. We have a guy who's uh, a college wrestler, uh, badass fighter, now a professional BJJ guy uh, right here, uh, Ace the Grappler. Uh, that, that's, his, that's his name. Uh, well, his name is Ace Gonzalez. How are you, Ace? You're here with Kay Hansen, pro uh, UFC fighter, and Chang. Oh, what's up? Hey. <laughs> How are you? How are you, Ace? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm kind of hungry. I'm not going to lie. I kind of didn't like plan my day properly, so all I got is a shake for now. So. Oh, all right. Well, that's, that, that's very important. Uh, so yeah. now listen. Now, now, Ace, you're a wrestler for Johnson & Wales, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I graduated in 2019. Now that, that, that's, a, that, that's a very famous culinary school. Uh, yeah, they actually, got, they actually started off as a business school, so they're actually pretty good in business, too. Oh, because I was going to say, it's probably hard to cut weight at a for cooking school, right? Because yeah. that's got to be tough. Yeah. It can be, and some of the kids on the team are actually culin- uh, culinary majors, so like, their class has got to be absolute torture for them. Just like oh, food, not even able to eat it. And sometimes they do eat it, but then, you know, they got to go work it off after. So you were a successful wrestler. How, how did you do in the, uh, in the nationals? Did you place the nationals? Did you, did you? Nah, I was kind of too old, man. I went back to college at 27 and I, rest, and I went to nationals at 20, 29. I was blood round my junior year. And then my senior year, I didn't place, but I made, I made it to nationals both years. So that that's, was pretty that's cool. hard to do. That's number one. It's really hard to do. And the fact that you went back at 20, I like that. Cause that's like, now, did you feel kind of weird being 29 wrestling with 18 year olds? Yeah, it was definitely getting to the point where I was like, I just want to get this over with, man. Like, <laughs> I just want to be done. Like I want to go and live my life and try at least attempt to be an adult. But well, listen, well, now you're a pro BJJ guy. So that you failed at that too. Uh, so that's uh no, I'm just kidding. That's a, no, that's pretty awesome. Cause you got a big match coming up. Now, uh, a lot of our listeners are jujitsu guys. Is there money? Can you, can you become, is there a professional jiu-jitsu league? Can you, can you do it? It's starting to become a thing. It's like starting to become a thing. Like there's an organization that just uh, started out in New Hampshire. Uh, it was a New England combat sports and Enigma jiu-jitsu 
they kind of like put on this tournament and that's what I did. I had to compete in a tournament and they had some really high level guys there. I had a, I faced this kid who's a purple belt from Hensel Gracie, New York, you know, trains in the basement with some of the best kids, not only in the country, but the world. So yeah, uh, that was a thousand dollars stake for the, uh, for the tournament winner. And they did two brackets. They did 155 and they did 175. Nice. So how, that's how just did, on the low end. And how did, how did you do? Uh, my first match, I comored the kid. Nice. It was pretty nasty. I made the lady scream. It was so bad. It was bad. Yeah. Wait, you, wait, you, you, you want to get to a, a girl? <laughs> nah. <laughs> there was a lady in the crowd who screamed. Oh, 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 oh okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, you can watch. It did sound like you said lady. Like, like <laughs> so you're fucking up ladies now? Like, yeah, yeah, hey, man. They the the front, How about that, they huh? in front of me and they can bang, then, I mean, I'm sorry. That's just Yeah, you got it. Me. Right. Whoever's in front of you. So you got to go Whoever's in front of me. I respect them equally. And then the second match? Second match, I lost by back escape time in oh. overtime. Yeah, the kid was really good, though. The kid ended up taking second place. He lost to a Hensel Gracie, New Hampshire, Black Bell. So, I mean, those are high-level guys, very high-level guys. And I just got promoted to a blue belt in December. So I was only blue belt for like a month before that match happened. Actually, it was a month and one day. And I, you know, I, I did pretty well. I got a submission, and I lost in overtime to a very talented Purple Bell. Well, here we are. We got a big match coming up, right, in March? Yeah, this um, – I have a few things coming up. I have this kid, Ryan Gilligan or something. I can't really remember his name. But, yeah, he's kind of bigger than me. He's probably got, like, 10 pounds on me. So, it'll be interesting. Yeah, but, like, where, but where – we got to promote this. Like, where, where, where can we watch right. it? Oh, yeah. could it be – oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it, it, no, it happens. Right. It happens, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm just – I'm kind of just chilling. But uh, it's going to be in New Hampshire again at Enigma Jiu-Jitsu Academy with Chris pa Christos Papadelos. It's going to be put on and aired online by New England Combat Sports. So check them out, they're really cool. Um, that tournament's actually gonna be sponsored by one of my sponsors, my CBD sponsor, Ultimate Potential CBD. Hold up, I got, I got something right here. <laughs> here we go. I gotta put them on. Of course, let's do it. Ultimate this is a 2000 milligram rub. Yo, this stuff, it slaps. Got it, got it. Okay, that's good. It slaps. I like it. I like it. This is the tincture. Right. Now, but, okay, now what about the poster? I saw a poster of you. Yeah, um, yeah, that one, they, I didn't make that. The guy from New England Combat Sports made that. He's really talented, man. He just, he just started this organization like a couple months ago, man. Like, that's going to be a cool thing. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to ask something. I kind of, like, I, I kind of literally just no, like, no, they're no. like, you want to, like you want this guy, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll, 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 I'll ask you, uh, do you want to transition into any of the other ones? Like, uh, you know, MMA, some of the other organizations, or do you want to, do you want to go to full MMA fighting? Nah, I kind of had like a pretty bad head injury. So like for me, that was like, it was been a, it's been actually a pretty interesting year. Did that happen today? Say what? Did that happen today before the podcast? No, no, oh. this happened like a year ago. Oh, fuck. Damn. Yeah, man, it's been an interesting year, and everything's crazy because COVID happened, so I'm not really interested in that at the moment. But, uh, yeah, so I'm looking at this. Because right a lot of jujitsu wrestlers, they all transition into usually MMA. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 everyone tells me I should do it, but, like, I just don't – I don't know if I'm really interested in it like that. I like grappling. You yeah, know, well, I want to listen, I man. go on the fight to win. I don't know if you ever heard of that promotion. They're of really course, good. Of course, I've heard of all these guys. Well, listen <laughs> – Get your shit together. I can't wait. Where can I watch you compete in March? 
I want to watch you. I want, be, I want my fans to watch you. Let us know. Where can we yes. watch you? It'll be – you have to go follow New England's Combat Sports on Instagram. They will have all the information. And okay. if you also want, you can follow Enigma Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Got it. Okay. So, listen, good luck, man. Keep kicking ass. You got it. I'm a fan. Try not to get me beat up on Twitter anymore, Instagram. I promise <laughs> I will uh, – Nick Newell said I can make the joke, okay? Uh, right. He didn't get mad. Uh, yeah, yeah don't, don't worry about it. And, and have, have a great upcoming weekend, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Anytime, brother. Take care. What's up, people? The Super Bowl is here. You can get in all the action at Bet Online. That's right, Tampa Bay, which is the first team in history to play for the title on their home field, is currently a three and a half point underdog. And against Kansas City, looking for back to back titles for the first time in almost two decades. It's the GOAT against the next in line. Wow. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And Bet Online has hundreds of props on the game, including the game MVP margin of victory, even the length of the national anthem. Always available online or on your mobile device. Visit Bet Online today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get off the sidelines, people. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. Your online sports book experts. Now visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline.ag or underscore ag. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Okay? That's at betonline underscore ag. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code CLNS50 for your sign up bonus. Hashtag betonline. All right. See, if you want to be on the podcast, just threaten to kill me. Uh, so I like he's that. almost got me three times because I was talking shit on Twitter about because I still believe it. I thought that Anderson Silva should fucking retire because I just felt like he's at that point where you're beeping again. You're beeping again. For some reason you I'm, keep beeping. No, I'm not beeping. Uh, I, I'm, no, I'm not beeping. <laughs> hey, do you hear a beep? I hear do do. Watch, Shang talk. What? Yeah, yeah I, hear it. I hear it. Fuck. <laughs> See. <laughs> You think it's, it's, very, it's very faint, though. It's not that bad. Yeah. Everyone, everyone thinks it's me. And then I'm the asshole. But then oh, you yeah, but are, I didn't you know, are on, the show and be like, no, wait, watch. When I unplug. Yeah, that's way better if we can't hear you. Okay, no. <laughs> no, so listen. All right. Let's talk about some fights coming up. Because I want to I hear Kay's uh, opinion. Because we, we have a pro fighter here. A girl who kicks ass. Uh, first of all, this week. Uh, Volkov versus um, my man, all-star Overeem. Who do you think wins this fight? Uh, I'd like to see Overeem win it. I would like to see him win it, but I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Um, what do you guys think? Okay, thank you for that great in-depth analysis. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> the breakdown, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, um, I want Overeem to win too, because he's, he's a legend and uh, and he, he like responds back when I when I text him, but the thing is is that um, I do worry that because he's saying I don't know how much longer I can do this, and I only have one run left in me, and this will be my last fight. When guys start saying stuff like that, like one foot out already. Yeah, I, I start to hear that like maybe this dude's not exactly. Yeah. You know this might be, and he's fought. I mean his record is forty-seven and eighteen. 
That's so crazy. And that's just an MMA. That's like your record. Yeah, I'm going to be one day. Give me two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six months. Yeah. Uh, Shang, who, who do you like in this fight? I, I think Overeem's going to get housed. I think that he, it, me, I, I do. I think he's going to get housed because, and even in a couple of interviews I've seen, he just seems like he's like, I don't know. And you can't have that mentality. You got to have a mentality. Like, I, I love the way, see, me and him go back. Max Holloway is one of my favorite fighters. That motherfucker's a, a monster. Yeah. And he just has this a- attitude like, yo, let's go. Let's, let's yeah. get it. And he doesn't sound like that. And you got to kind of sound like that because I think yeah. mentally he's, he's, he's going to get house, man. Yes, but this is not about Max Holloway. I still I always bring up Max Holloway because he's my, yeah. he's the, he's the shit. I think that last fight was awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So all right. Now Frankie Edgar versus Corey Sanhagen. This mm-hmm. fight, um, I want Frankie to win so much. First of all, my wife my, my wife's like, hey, guess what? Saturday, want to go to Santa Barbara uh, and go to the zoo with the baby? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Meanwhile, I'm thinking like, all oh, I'm gonna miss all yeah, these fights. Like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, but it is what it is. I, I got to be a good husband and yada, yada. Uh, even though I, all I want to do is watch these fights. Um, but I want Frankie to win. I can't pick against Frankie. He likes all my Instagram posts. He came to my comedy show. He's a badass dude. Uh, he's a good family man. His wife is hot. He's Italian. Uh, he's got three kids. <laughs> He's what is his wife being hot? <laughs> I don't know where. Just like random. You just like, say okay. some shit. I go, what? That's like wife- saying, yeah, he got great takedown. Oh, by the way, his wife got great tits. Have you like, met like, a hot what? Italian girl? Is a fun girl. Like, oh, Italian okay. girls that are hot are fun. They, you know, yeah. they they put out, but they, they 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 complain, but they're like fun and they they always look good and they they they, have, they wear the right leather skirts and stuff. You know, right? I mean. I don't know if you're bisexual, but I'm assuming yes. Uh, right? Like, have you ever been with an Italian girl, Kay? No. I mean, I am part Italian, technically. So there you I'm go. Like, Italian, so. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. And the, the part about have you ever been with an Italian girl <laughs> is it, like how you glossed right over that. Like, hey, oh, by the way, and you're like, wait a minute, back up. But, right, so we got. I got a root for Frankie in this one. Who do you think's gonna win, Kay? Um, I think I got Frankie too. I think it's kind of like new school versus old school, you know, but like something about Frankie, like he just has this like mentality about him that like not many like new school people have, you know what I mean? It's just like this, uh, like determination, you know? So I got right. Frankie. Um, I mean, Sanhagen is great though. You know, his striking is great. His jujitsu is amazing. Um, but I think Frankie just got that like wrestler's mentality. You know what I mean? So as long as he's getting like caught in a submission, I got Frankie. I, yeah. I worry about the chin is what I worry about the most because he yeah. got knocked out against Zombie. He got knocked out against Ortega. Yeah. And Sanhagen has those spinning wheel kicks and those, like, ridiculously tricky kicks. How, yeah. do, you, how do you train for those? Like, how do you train for a spinning wheel kick to prevent uh, uh, Number one, you have to train with people who know how to do them. You know what I mean? And, like, I feel like not a lot of people have that in their arsenal. Um, I train with a lot of people who do it, like, thankfully, I guess. So, like, I don't think if, like, someone ever threw that in a fight, I don't think I'd be like, whoa, what is that, you know? But, I mean, it's hard because when you're when you're training with your training partners, you don't want to, like, hurt them, you know what I mean? So a lot of times people won't throw those, like, malicious, like, spinning fucking back fists and, and things like that. But 
like that's why people probably get like caught in fights with them you know what i mean because it's hard to control those in, in training yeah i've heard guys get mad at other people for throwing that the guys like you yeah and, and everyone's different with like the gym etiquette like with me like if i'm sparring someone like you could throw whatever the fuck you want like we're sparring like you know what i mean as long as like i don't like you have control with whatever you throw but like you know some people like they think it's like gym etiquette to not throw certain things you know what i mean so like I think it just depends on the person. Now, Kate, there's all these great gyms around, and I'm sure you have a great gym as well. But yeah. there's like there's a uh, the one in San Diego, uh, and then there's you know with uh, Angela Hill and all those girls. Yeah, and, yeah. And then there's King's MMA. Uh, yeah. And then there's um, what's his name with uh, Carla Esparza Oyama. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there's TJ Dillashaw's gym. But you yeah. prefer, and then there's the Riverside one with uh, yeah. all the Armenian yeah. maniacs over there. But you go to like a small gym, right? Uh, I go to Classic Fight Team right now. Um, and that's my main gym. So they're out of uh, Fountain Valley. Um, so they're not too far from like the, like Timoyama. They're not too far from Maruka. Um, and we, I mean, we get a lot of cross training in too. So like TJ Dillashaw and Juan Acheleta, they've been coming into Classic a lot. And I've got a few rounds in with them. Um, so like picking their brains a little bit. You got uh, rounds in with TJ? Yeah. What was wow. that? He's so good. It's crazy. Like him and Juan, they're both so good. Like, like TJ, especially, he just moves so fluidly, like from stance to stance and like sets things up so well. Like, um, and I like, I liked going with him because like he, uh, like he's controlled, but like, he doesn't like go easy. Like a lot of times as a girl, it's hard because when you go with guys, either they go really fucking hard, they go too hard or they go like, like way too soft, you know, but like, you can't complain about either one as a girl. Cause like, you know, it, it's hard probably for guys to gauge, but um, like with TJ and Juan and everything, like they have great control, but they also know how to like go hard. You know what I mean? Well, I was trying to go super soft with this girl in my Muay Thai class. Here, she, they get offended. Yeah. In a liver. I'm like, you motherfucker. Like, like. Yeah. I mean, that's that too. So if I'm sparring with a guy and he's like making it like a point to like go super soft, like I'll kind of pick up the pace because it's like, of course, like I don't want a guy to go 100% on me because he could fucking hurt me. But, like, at the same time, it's, like, we can go. You know what I mean? I think yeah, but then when like, I go when I was, like, wrestling and I was going, like, kind of hard, someone's yeah. like, she's a girl. And I'm like. Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot a of. It's a balance. It's a balance. It's a balance. And some girls, a lot of girls are different. Like, some girls will get offended if you go too hard. But other girls like me, like, I would rather you go too hard with me than too soft. Like. Well, with wrestling, I, I'm, wrestling, no one's going to hurt you. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, I've got with some wrestlers who know how to hurt you for sure. Yeah, but they're gonna like it's gonna be uncomfortable. But they're not. It's not like going hard. I think you're gonna taking head blows. Or something. Yeah, like you're not getting knocked out or something. Right. Yeah. So I, I would. But at the same time, it's like as a guy who's like 180. You know, if I'm rolling with a girl who's like 140 or 150, I'm not gonna use strength moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just kind of a dick. I wouldn't do that against a 140 pound guy. Exactly. Yeah, that, that would be considered a dick move if you did that. Yeah. Right? yeah for sure um have you ever went up against a guy and submitted him and like he was like embarrassed or upset or yeah i mean it's usually with the like the lower belts you know like the white belt or like the newer guys i feel like um when like say they go like 100 percent, i'll go 100 percent back and like i catch them in something and they their ego hurts a little bit um but i feel like once you get to the point where like, I feel like most of the people i train like if i catch them with like you know a, a head kick you know what i mean and like it's everything's controlled you know so it's not like malicious or anything but i feel like they kind of acknowledge it and they're like oh nice good shit you know what i mean um so i feel like you just have to like develop 
start a relationship with your training partners, you know? Um, and then it's usually the people who usually get mad are usually the people like you don't really like have relationships with when it comes to like training partners. You know what I mean? Well, the, like the, random people. the people who get mad, I call them bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you, you come on, man. It's like it, a woman can get you into a, any yeah. situation if she's trained and she's on it. Yeah. I, I think a lot of guys are not that. used to it though. I think, I, I think you're right. I just think it's like a, for them, it's like, oh, you know, and then they don't realize how hard you've been doing it, how tough you've yeah. yeah. It's like sometimes, like, guys will get mad, and I could tell, and, like, I almost get offended because I'm like, man, you work a nine-to-five job, and I'm in the gym six hours a day. Like, it's my career. Like, this is what I do for a living. Like, I fucking train all the time. I'm in the UFC. Like, I hope I can catch you in a submission every once in a while. Like, right. why are you so offended? Like, you sit in an office and come train jujitsu an hour a day, and I train, like, six hours a day every day you know what i mean so it's like yeah i, I get it because like i mean i'm not obviously like i've gotten mad when i get submitted like you're hard on yourself whatever but at the same time it's like there's like your ego has to like shrink when you yeah like, it's like yo dude you were you were working at yogurt world earlier <laughs> yeah. you talking oh, about? i had a, I had a girl that i trained with i had a girl that was like a high level high level like black belt and i i submitted her because i was like I, I didn't know I was using strength like I, I just went up and then like and then she was like she wrote me like she was like sad about it and like she wrote me like a meme like when a when a, a talented white belt submits you in a black and I'm or athletic and I go listen you're a legend in the sport like I'm yeah. just I'm, I'm 50 pounds heavier yeah I, I wrestled in college I you know and that's the thing so this is like an unpopular opinion or whatever but and people don't like to hear this shit but when it comes to like women's self-defense or anything like, okay, I've been training for five and a half years. Like I'm in the UFC, I train every fucking day. But as a woman, like I know if I go in the streets, like 99% of men are gonna fuck me up if I try to get in a fight with them. I don't think that's true. No, I, I think that's 100% true. Cause I've been in situations personally, like where like I'm I'm experienced and like it doesn't help. Like, I mean, obviously- College wrestlers, my name is a college wrestler. I mean, just the average man you would just you you I think you'd beat. The average yeah. guy I don't know because I've been like I've been beaten by like white folks before that come in their first day and they're just so fucking strong that like, you know, I can't do stuff. So it's like I don't know. I, I think it's I don't know. It's it's a it's Yeah, a weird but the thing. average person on the street, they wouldn't yeah, if they don't if they don't know this average person on the street don't even know how to throw a punch. They don't even know how to throw a kick. Yeah, so, I'm kind of with Shang with that. I think that we're giving the average man a lot of credit. And you're, they're not. Uh, the average, they have I mean, face. especially if you could like, if you could sort of tire them out after like a minute or two. That's and, true. I will say that like the cardio would for sure fucking be the biggest difference. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I hear a lot of like differing opinions, and it's like, like. I, maybe 99% was like way too big of a number, but I think like a lot of guys like with no experience like. Like, I don't know, that's why, like, I don't get too frustrated. Or, like, say I'm going with, like, like a white belt or a blue belt, and they're just, like, a really strong guy, you know, and they just hold me down for, you know, a five-minute round. It's like, why am I going to get mad? Like, I, I can't compete with, like, a man. You know but, what well, I mean? I think that's also good for you, though, because when you go up against somebody your weight, you're exactly. going to kill the person. But I also think that you're not factoring in leg kicks. The average guy is not going to be able to take a leg kick from you. Uh, a kick to the face. Even like a deep kick or a front kick, a yeah. punch. Average guy gets hit in the face, and I mean, but at the same time, yeah, you go to a bar and some fucking roided out 
steroid guy that's like one yeah, of Jersey Shore fucking Vinny guys that could clock you in the face. Sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I I think the average man thing is is like it's like people are always like, man, cyborg's like a dude. I'm like, uh, I most dudes don't look like cyborg. Uh, I think you're giving dudes a lot of fucking credit. She, right. she, looks, like, she looks amazing for like any type, like uh, guy, yeah. girl. She's, I mean, so yeah. I, I just think that people are are overestimating the men. And I know the, people the, are like, the average know. average Joe, the average Joe. I watched this uh, something online where it's average Joes against professional fighters. And it was like a mall. It was it was unfair. It was like pistol whipping a baby. It was yeah, <laughs> these yeah. dudes were killing these average Joes because they don't know how to throw a punch. They throw these looping bullshit ass punches. They would just come straight down the middle and fuck them up. So I I don't know. I think you're right. The average dude don't realize. But 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 at the same time, I think that like the average college wrestler uh, is just like, and that's the thing. It's like, and I'm not tooting myself and patting myself back for for being this girl. I'm not, because she challenged me, and I was like, I didn't want to go with her. And then she's like, let's yeah. go, let's go, let's go. And I just basically just took her down like neck cranked her. But like, I wasn't trying to like go for a heel hook or a fuck. I wasn't gonna break yeah. her arm or anything. Um, but I was, but I'm like, but uh, I don't even know why I'm telling this story. All right, so <laughs> here's the deal. Um, oh, by the way, Frank, I'm, I want to say Frankie Edgar uh, was one of my favorite fighters because he's tenacious. And yeah. it was weird. I was listening to a, an announcer talk about him like, this dude just don't fucking stop he doesn't you and gotta you have to kill him i dig that about him out to like you gotta know. you gotta you gotta shoot him with a bazooka in the fucking exactly. face your corner with a sniper <laughs> exactly that, if i seen him get knocked down five times it's be like oh it's not over bitch and i like that about okay, it but something about watching frankie and you're getting knocked out just makes me so sad Really? Like, yeah. I, remember, I remember the Brian Ortega, like when that finished, I was so sad because I just love Frankie. Like, yeah. About, and like, I don't know. Something about watching like, like the OG, like, like same thing with BJ Penn. Like when I watch BJ Penn, like get knocked out or like turn into a heel hook and oh, I just, I don't like it. I don't know. I'm 1000% I'm with Frankie. There's something about Frankie Edgar that's like, he's like a Rudy if he was like, yeah. Wow, that's a great analogy. Because uh, they're like, he's the kind of that guy, but he's obviously a better athlete than Rudy. Rudy, Rudy played, you know, three minutes of his whole career. But like, um, <laughs> there's something about Frankie that just everybody, it's like, he's like a real live Rocky Balboa, yeah. uh, but like even more talented. Um, and something about him that just resonates with you. Although yeah. I do think that the thing that I think could hurt him in this fight, as for anybody, are those strange fucking old punches he's not gonna see coming yeah i feel like if the guy fights him straight on he's fine i think it's i think it's the kicks i think he has to worry about those kicks because it's the angles that he he throws them it's like what the yeah, fuck sanhagen yeah. uh, he's no also, joke man also on this card cody stamen i love that guy uh he's fighting oscar oscar i don't understand like not, nothing against people who are from the middle east but why name your first name after your last name like when you see someone like Muhammad Muhammad or Askar Askar, like, 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 that's the only name you could think of. Like you're, it's already in the name. Like, like that's just something I never understood. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I get it. I just find it kind of anyway. That guy's good though. This guy's eleven and one. Stamen's a guy who just looks the part. Tough guy. I think his. What I, I want to say his brother passed away one of his fights, and he he still came on and like. One uh, of yeah, there was a story about it. It was a story. Yeah. I was uh, a story about it, yeah. Really good dude, Cody Stamen. Uh, and I hope he wins. I really hope he wins. Benil Dariush is probably the nicest person 
I've ever met in my life. Like I said last time, he spends his holidays going to third world countries and building churches for people. Uh, for like third, like for, he's unbelievable. The guy, and doesn't talk about it. Yeah. He's just the, like, he's just that guy. And he earned his black belt in like two years. And he went and he beat like Crone Gracie, or maybe he lost by like a point or something, something insane. Fighting Diego Ferreira, who has wins over Anthony Pettis. This dude is a monster, but never fights. For, like, he's one of those guys. I don't know if he gets injured, management, if he has a side job, if he's a male stripper. I don't know what he does, but he just never <laughs> fucking fights. Uh, but this way. Wait a minute. Why do you gloss over weird <laughs> shit? He's a male stripper. I'm like, I know, I'm like, wait a minute. You're not going to talk about him working at a place. I, I don't know what the guy does. But man like, cakes. He works at man cakes when he's not. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, I, can you seem like the kind of guy that would order a male stripper? Have you ever seen that? You ever had a male stripper at one of your parties? You seem like the. Oh. Okay. So uh, this this fight. I wait, hope you can't look like someone who has. How do you? How do you look like? I don't know. You look like you take people on their butt. She's like a very confident. She seems like a very confident girl that would like just like she seems the kind of girl that would like hook up with you and then be like, all right, leave. I got you an Uber. And even though it's like even though it's like your place, uh, like you're very hard to read. You you don't get emotionally attached to men very quickly, do you? No, no. It takes a lot for me to get emotionally attached. Yeah, I, I feel like you wouldn't trust a guy for the first four or five months, right? No. <laughs> yeah, you have you definitely have some dad issues. Trust, oh. you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't even trust your manager. Uh, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, well, I mean, have you thought about seeing a therapist or talking to I've, someone? I've, tried. I've seen a therapist before, but like, I don't know. I don't, I'm really self-aware, you know? And like, I know what I need to work on. And like, uh, you know, I'm getting better with it, but like, I've always been pretty cautious, you know, just with people because like people suck. So like, um, I just keep my like little circle, you know, tight knit. Do you right. not trust your therapist? That would happen. Do you not trust them either? <laughs> <laughs> no, I trusted her. She was cool, but like, I don't know. I, I felt like it was, I was like paying a lot of money just to like talk to her. And I'm like, well, I can talk to anyone. Like, if she wasn't giving me like helping me at all, I was just like talking. I was like, I, I see could... a therapist and I feel the same way. I get angrier after my sessions. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, I just paid you to vent. Like, I could go vent to my mom and my mom will give me better advice. Right. Maybe, or now like, I'm bringing up shit that I thought I dealt with. And now I'm angry yeah. about it. I'm angry about it again. Like, I'm yeah. talking about my wife for an hour. I got past like, that. And now I'm back on it because you yeah. brought it up. Like, leave yeah, it now I'm, even, I'm even angrier now. She's like, well, obviously it was, at the, it was at the level. I'm like, no, now I'm fucking pissed because, and then my wife's like, you got to stop seeing your therapist because, you're getting angry every time you see her. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck you. I'm dealing with shit. And I'm like, like angry. Now we're in a fight. A lose-lose situation. It's like, and, and you paid for it. And that's. That's, exactly. the, that's the biggest thing is like, why am I? And it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's the name of like my next album. It's, it's a lose-lose situation. Honestly, <laughs> I, it's, it's, I, I swear to God. Man. Dude, Shang, wait, wait, you, you've been married three times. Did your wives ever get married? Oh, married? I've never been married three times. How many times have you been married? Once. Okay. What the fuck are you All talking right. about? What, as, you have, like, you have, like, as long as you know me, what? Right, so, well, you have two kids from two different women. Oh yeah, I have, two, I have two kids. One was one. I have a one night stand because I was drunk and I don't drink. I drank one time. Chris Spencer said, "Hey man, let's go out," and that was one time, dude. So right. I was a, a mistake of one time. And then my other one, I was with her for a long time. Now, did your ex-wife ever get mad at you for enjoying your life? Because my wife sometimes like 
because like she doesn't realize that I spent 23 years as a comic. I've been like spit on, booed off stage, fucking booed before I got on stage. Uh, just people, you know, sent home early, fucking rejection, rejection. And I'm like all that to get to the point where I could actually like enjoy what I do. And she doesn't, she likes her job, but sometimes she gets mad that I love my job. Uh, does, did your wife ever, ever get mad about that? Uh, I was, it was early on, I was younger then. Um, no, she liked all the perks and the fact I was doing really well. So she enjoyed the perks. And then when I was like, no, you don't get all the perks. That's when she started getting mad. And that's when we didn't work out. Now, Kate, you're supposed like, to go why can't I go to Philadelphia and be with you? Because you can't come to this one. And that's it. Kate, do you mostly go for fighters or? or uh... Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, I couldn't ever, I don't know. Like, I don't want, I don't ever want to date in the gym again. You know what I mean? Like, because I like keeping that separate. But at the same time, like, I don't know if I could ever date anyone who doesn't like fight or like do jujitsu or do Muay Thai because it's like, I don't know. I live such a crazy strict lifestyle. You know what I mean? The gym all the time. And I need someone who understands that. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of just doing my own thing right now. I mean, relationships kind of suck unless it's like the right thing. You right. Know? So, Listen. And, uh, I don't want to force anything, so. Yeah, dude, I was 38 before I got married. I went through all like the strippers and porn stars and threesomes and. Yes, he did. I really miss it actually. And uh, <laughs> no, I've known him for a long I'm, time. I'm, no, I'm kidding. I know. I you have to get it all. I'll get it all out of your system, okay? Yeah, People I mean, married. I don't really. I don't know. I don't have much to. Yeah, I don't, I'm not like one. Of, I don't have any like. I've never had a party phase, and I have no urge. Like, um, like I'm really picky about like you know who I like give my time to like as far as like men and like. So I don't know. I'm just like. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. I think you got to be with a guy that understands your focus more than anything. Exactly. Because if you would have got that doesn't understand your focus, like, uh, we can't hang out tonight and watch Netflix because yeah. I got to go to movie Thai class. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. fuck, oh, just, we were going to watch some fucking movies. And yeah, like, yeah. I can't. So, yeah, I, I, that's what I've realized with women, with me. I've just noticed if you can't understand, I'm going to be on the road, I'm going to be out until two. Yeah. Uh, fine. And then and I when also I, like, I also like my personal space, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's another thing is like my last relationship, we were like always together. And it's like, you know, it was cool at the time. But like now that I like know how it's like to have my personal space, like it would be so hard for me to like, like I got to make sure whoever I'm with the next like leaves me alone a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like I like waking up, doing my own thing. Like um, and it's it's hard when like when you're in a relationship that's like you're always doing the same thing together and like that's why I never want to date in the gym again. Like, even if we both train, like, we train other places, like, right. you know, we have different schedules, like, because I just think when you're with each other too much, like, it's just it's too much. It's hard. I mean, even especially with COVID. I mean, yeah. to be like yeah. with the, the road, I would be on the road for a couple of days and then me and my wife, we were all on top of each other. And then it's like, okay, then we appreciate each other because we're not around. But now yeah. we're around all the time. She's like, when are you going to do the road? And even like, with, like sex life, even the girls I think about, when I'm with my wife or bored in bed. Uh, so no, I'm just kidding. that was a joke. Uh, but but I'm just saying, yeah, no, you actually you need you need somebody that like respects your space. Now, are you like a when I used to cut weight for wrestling, I was an asshole. Like you couldn't go near me. I was just like I was irritated at everything. Yeah. Is that how you are? No, I'm pretty chill. Um, I like my last camp, I was walking around at 125 like three weeks before my fight um you know so by the time fight we came like i literally like the weight cut night i had a pound and a half to lose um and like i don't know i'm i'm not really like 
Like, I know, like, I hear a lot about people, like, in the gym when, like, they have a fight coming up, they're kind of dicks. I'm like, I'm not that type of person. Like, you know, like, I might be, like, in a bad mood when I get home, you know what I mean? But I'm not, like, I'm not going to take it out on, like, other people and, like, be a dick. Like, as long as I have my, like, my space to, like, be mad, <laughs> like, by myself, then I'm good. <laughs> now, I know Tito was your old manager. Did you vote for him? No. I, I, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even know if I want to speak about that. That's no. I mean, and that's, I don't, I don't want to talk. That's why I was like low key traumatized by having a manager. He was only a manager, like, he had been like this lawyer guy that was behind like the scenes of doing legal stuff. Like, I just felt like there was like shady shit going on. And I'm like, I don't, I'm, that's why I didn't want a manager for so long because I was like, man, I don't, like, what are you doing? Like, he was saying one thing and then the matchmaker was hitting the other and I'm like, why isn't this adding up? Like, and then, then I was like, why am I focused on this? I should be training, like. Right, so Tito was a manager and now you know we're a manager again. So he was a manager for one day and that, yeah. scarred, and that scarred you for the next seven years. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Literally. Uh, so Clay Guida is fighting Michael Johnson. Uh, I, man, it should be a good fight. Michael Johnson finds a way to lose. Almost every fight. He's got a, a, a record of 19 and 16, but 15 of those losses he was winning up until the last eight seconds. Uh, Michael Johnson's just, I, I love the dude, but he always like is yeah. fucking somebody up and then he gets heel hooked or, yeah. or he knocks himself out or he inhales chloroform or something. So something happens where he's just like passed out, the lights go off and he's like, right. it's like a yeah. WWE match. Clay Greed is a guy that like brings it every time. Yeah. I don't even know if the guy even knows a move. Uh, yeah. He just 100% all the time. He's beaten so many. He's a guy that beat Nate Diaz, beat, all Anthony, beat Anthony Pettis, <laughs> beat Rafael Dos Anjos. Michael yeah. Johnson's a guy that beat Dustin Poirier, uh, beat Tony Ferguson. You look at the guys they beat. I mean, those are, they've beaten five Hall of Famers combined. Right. Yeah. Um, they but just, Guida is like a can of Red Bull if it was a person. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's just, he's constantly, and it's like, I just think people just go, fuck, I'm tired of this jittery bastard. I can't, you can't get a beat on him, but I've never seen him really have any technique. I just feel like he just overwhelms you with jittery, like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get you. He's like a, a gnat, if a gnat. He's like walking angel dust, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, he's just seemed like that, but I, I think he's going to lose, though. I think he's going to lose. Dude, I used to train with a guy named Mac Danzig. And I remember my first day walking in, he was like, I trained with his wife before. Oh, really? Yeah. And Mac was like a black belt. Uh, and I walk in there, and I, I didn't know anything about jiu-jitsu. And he's like, want to roll? And I'm like, all right. And I kept taking him down, and he kept submitting me every time. Uh, <laughs> he must, And I was so fucking pissed. And I was, but I, and I, and I remember him coming up to me and he was like, Hey man, listen, uh, if it was a wrestling match, you would have won. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I guess I maybe should learn some moves, but Clay, and then when I saw him go into the fight against Clay Guida and Guida just like beat him up, then you realize that like the best guy at your gym is like going to get fucked up in the UFC. And, and that's when you realize how good these people are. You're yeah. like, Holy right. shit. Um, well, kind of has time. Uh, who do you think wins this fight? I got Michael Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just think like I don't know. He's so good. Um, I don't know. I got Michael Johnson. Clay. I mean, it's gonna be exciting. Clay's crazy, but I don't know. I just I think Michael Johnson is a little better. Yep. He yeah. switched his training camp, Michael. He went from Florida to Arizona, and I think that's a good thing because when you have 
like four losses in a row or three, you know. Sometimes a change of pace is nice. Something's got to give, you know. Yeah. It's not his talent. It's no. not his talent. It yeah. literally, if there's anybody that ever should have a mental coach, it's Michael Johnson. Right. It's not his physical. It's not his physical. It's not his, it's his mental. And it's not yeah. even like he goes out there and gets dominated. Like a guy like Mike Pyle, who they said was a fucking monster at the gym, like beat everybody at the gym, would go out there and lose to guys that he would literally beat in the gym a week before. You know, just something yeah. about, and Michael Johnson's not even that situation because he's winning the fights. And yeah. Just, he just gets fucking something but happening. You, but you know, just like if you look at Poirier, Poirier said when he fought McGregor before, it was his mental because he got under his skin and he fucked with his he head. Was, he was never in that first fight. Whereas well, no, I'm saying, but he got in his mental. McGregor was fucking him up mentally. Oh, this yeah. time he's just seemed more mature. Like, oh man, that was the old me. Of course. This is me now. Yeah, so, yeah, but it, yeah. but it's something about but with him it's like I think it's just like a an ADHD thing or just something where he just gets distracted or he just like steps off the gas. he gets distracted like he's fighting go oh squirrel like and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's something where it's like he's he's like he lets his foot off the gas oh, okay um, yeah but as a coach that gotta be the most frustrating thing in the world uh, yeah I mean I because I know you like, all that talent and potential you know in your fighter yeah. Especially like I knew I used to go to middle school wrestling, and there's a kid that would go for the head and arm every single time, and every time the, the other kid would figure it out after the first one and just basically arch up, and yeah. and I go stop going for the head and arm, and he kept going for it, and eventually I just gave up. I'm like all right, you know, like <laughs> well, see, yeah, like, but you can't get frustrated. I I think that it, you know I know before I would literally the reason I would never continue to do it is like the pain afterwards. It was yeah, the I pain know, to listen to my father fucking bitch at me. The problem the is that people don't listen. I, they're, yeah. they're their own worst enemy. It's a matter of like just being coachable. I, yeah, I was more upset about my father being disappointed than I was coach. Fuck that. That's how I was for a long time. Now, like when I, I moved to Classic uh, after my first UFC fight, as far as my camps go, and like literally now, like I have so much trust in him that it's literally like he's like playing a video game. Like he'll say something and I just fucking do it. And, like, that's the first time in my career that I've trusted someone enough to, like, anytime they say something, I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it. Like, Who's so, your uh, Tyler Wombles. Okay. Well, I know, like, Ashley Evans-Smith, who I love Ashley. She's a, a yeah. good friend of mine. But I don't know. Like, sometimes, like, I, I, I don't – she never uses her wrestling. And yeah. she's, like, an All-American – Yeah. She's a two-time All-American wrestler. And yeah. she's in the striking contest. Yeah. And, I want to blame the coach, but yeah, I mean, I think that's more of like a mentality thing. Cause like, I mean, I spend a lot of my time, uh, you know, with Tyler doing a lot of Muay Thai lately, just because I'm trying, I feel like I'm playing catch up, you know, because I grappled for so long. Um, but at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, you got to stick to your roots, you know? And for me, I started everything at once, but like my grappling is my bread and butter. But now now, when you go to a fight, right. Did your coach say, okay, plan a, we're going to, we're going to keep it on the feet. Right. If, now, plan B, if that's not working, we're going to go to plan B, which is take the girl down. Yeah. Uh, and then plan C, which is like, all right, you know, uh, two lefts, one right, duck under to a fucking whatever, high crotch to a single to a, a dump on your head. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you guys have certain games. Like, is that how we do how you guys well, do it? Of course, yeah. And like, uh, I don't know, for me personally, um, you know, we have like general game plans, but um even for this fight like with Cheyenne like it's not like we're in the gym saying okay we need to get that takedown you know what I mean like we're just kind of like okay like I feel like I'm pretty good at like adjusting on the fly 
you know? So like, I'm just going to go in there and do my thing and like wherever it kind of goes, it goes. And like, you know, say after the first round, if I lose, say I get taken down by Cheyenne and I get the shit beat out of me for the first round, like we're going to go back to the corner. We're going to like recoup and like, we're going to come up with another game plan. I mean, the same stuff happens in sparring. You know, like, I'll I'll go five fives in sparring in the first round, say, you know, I'm going against a guy or a girl who fucks me up, like, all right, let's fucking change the whole game plan for that next round. And, like, so we do that shit in the gym all the time, you know? So, like, of course you have plan A, plan B, plan C, but, like, I feel like you should be able to jump from C to A to B to, like, you should be able to adjust and, like, trust your coach in in that sense, you know? I feel like a lot of times, like, um, specifically, like, I know Ashley, she worked with Tyler a lot in the past. um, So I know Tyler really well, and that's my coach now. Um, and I know how he is and like, he, like, he tells you to do you like, just cause he's the striking coach. He's not like, Hey, go in there and knock this bitch out. You know what I mean? He's like, go in there and do you, if that's getting a takedown, that's getting a takedown. If that's knocking her out, it's knocking her out. If that's a five or three round decision. You know what I mean? Like he's super cool about, so, I mean, I think some coaches will like kind of have an ego and be like, well, I'm your striking coach. So I want you to knock her out. But as far as Tyler goes, like, no, like he wants you to play into your strengths for sure. You never went back to the corner and went. What the fuck was that? Um, for, I, I have, yeah. Like, I mean, I like responding to like, what the fuck was I doing? Okay. You know, I never went back to my corner and been like, what are you guys fucking talking about? I've always went to my corner and, and like sometimes I'll be like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what, like, what is going on? Right. That was, I haven't had a moment like that in a long time. You know, since I like invicted days for sure. But um, I feel like every fighter has a couple moments, even like during the round when you're like, what am I fucking doing? Like. Sometimes- <laughs> moments like I remember I when I fought Aaron Blanchfield and Invicta I was like in the middle of the first round and I had double unders up against the cage and I was just sitting there and in my head I'm like what the fuck are you doing do something like you have this position why are you not doing anything with it and like so I don't know I for sure by the time you think that is it too late what by the time that comes to your head is it already too late um not necessarily um sometimes yeah I mean by the time you go back to the corner you're like well that round was a wash like you know what I mean? So, like, by that time, you're like, well, I either need to win the next two rounds or I got to finish her. Like, um, so, I don't know. But like I said, I'm really hard on myself. So, I will literally, like, in my head after a round be like, well, let's forget about that round. You know what I mean? Like, let's, uh, we got to pull were you, the- were you a fan of open scoring? I know Invicta does open I Yeah, I really am. I don't, I don't understand why we don't always do that. Because, like, why the fuck is it a secret? You know what I mean? Like, why do we have to guess? Like, especially with, like, how shitty some judges can be. Like, you know, if it's, like, a close first round that I think I won, like, I want to know whether I won or not. You know what I mean? That way I can plan accordingly, you know? And, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily going to change how I fight because I'm going to – I look for a finish the whole fight, whether I'm up, you know, three rounds, two rounds, down one round, two – I'm always on the hunt for a finish, you know? So, for me, like, it, it's not going to change the way I fight, but it would just be nice to know, like, wow, okay, I got asked out of that round, you know what I mean? Or, like, wow, like, they gave me that round. Like, it would be nice just, like, to – like gauge where you're at like I don't know why it's a secret like you know what I mean by the end of the fight you're like you don't get your hand raised and you're like what the fuck like okay well if I would have known that then maybe I would have dove for a fucking I think it's it's just give me a heads up that's what I used to call it it's like if you're gonna heads up all then like at least let me know that should be the name of it give me a heads up I thought though that I was gonna lose interest in LFA or Invicta scoring I'm like am I gonna care about this fight if I know who's winning but I haven't. I'm not. It, it makes it almost, To me, it almost makes it more interesting because it's like, okay, so this fighter knows they're down two rounds now. How are they going to react? Are they going to fucking give up? Or are they going to, like, because if you're down two rounds, you're like, if I don't get to finish this round, you know you're going to lose. 
You know what I mean? So I like seeing that kind of stuff. I like seeing like, okay, this fighter knows that they're down two rounds that they need a finish. Are they going to go for that finish? Or are they going to fucking give up and succumb and be like, oh, I lost. Like, Plus I, I like, like the guy that like is planning on coasting is almost more susceptible to get knocking out or losing. if he's Exactly. Playing. And that's another thing is like, and then say you're up two rounds, like, and you're like, okay, are they still going to look for that finish? Are they going to coast? And it's like, if they coast, you're like, ah, oh, come on. Like, like give us something, you know? So right. I like, it kind of exposes character um when it comes to fighters so i personally like it i agree now what do you think about the male ring boys in evicta are you a fan of that or no i don't know i think the whole like ring girl and ring guy i think it's all kind of like outdated i don't I know i think it's stupid and yeah goofy. i mean i think we all know around it. i mean if you're watching the fights i think you know around it is like i mean i'm not gonna hate on it and like be like why do we have ring girl still i'm like i'm not one of those girls who's like that's so stupid but at the same time it's like like why do we still have that you know so strict about like everyone having a mask on and then the ring girls are like with no mask and I'm like like they yell at our corners like if our corners pull their masks down they get yelled at like really? you can't yeah and it's like wait so my corner can't yell something but the ring girls are like with no well, I don't mask. like when they blow kisses because I feel like it's insincere yeah like, I don't think they really mean it like I, like, yeah. I don't think they really what? I don't need ring girls I, I could just go to Hooters I don't really need yeah, yeah. you know I mean, it's, 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 like, like I said, I'm not gonna hate on it, but I don't, I don't see the point of it anymore. But yeah, no, I I hear you. Uh, so Tyron Woodley, they got he has another fight coming up. Mm-hmm. They give this guy no breaks. Yeah. They got him against Vicente Luque, who's yeah. coming off a win over Randy Brown and Nico Price. Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck Tyron, I I want Tyron to win so bad. Uh, I, I I love the guy. But yeah. Man, they're I mean, you would think maybe they would give him a a little bit of a lob or a guy like a, even like a Donald Cerrone or something where like, not that Cerrone's an easy guy to fight. He just had a draw against Nico Price. But this guy, Luque, is a fucking killer. Yeah, I got Luque that fight. Man. Yeah, I think, I think, no, but I think they give him these difficult fights because he had such a pedigree before. Yeah. I think because he was, but you got to think, he was a monster. He also pissed him off, I think, a lot because he like, yeah, Played hardball wasn't an easy guy to contract. Oh, I, like, come on, I don't, I don't think he was playing hardball. He was a fucking champion. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know yeah. for a fact that, like, from that he was didn't not like the it. easiest guy to deal with. I'm not saying like, he from him as a fighter though. Like, you know, everyone's always like, man, they don't give this person any breaks. But it's like, as a fighter, like, that's what I want. Like, I want like hard fight after hard fight or money fight after money fight. Like, that's kind of what you like. No, I, I agree with you, and that's what Frankie Edgar says. But according, yeah. according to Chael Sonnen, he said Charles Oliveira is doing the dumbest thing ever by saying he's going to beat Poirier, he's going to kill him, this and that, because he said what you want to do is when you want to fight like that, you want to make it seem like he's going to play ball and be an easy fight. Because as a fighter like Poirier, you want the easiest guy for the most money. Yeah. But that's See, not what you're saying. I don't is know, that, I know any of this like, weird business, like – or show stuff works, like how to sell the fight. I just know how to say yes. So you don't want the easiest person for the most money? No, not me. I, does that, don't, that doesn't make you better. I no. agree, but I'm saying that's, that's what Chael said. That and honestly, and that's why I have a manager now, because like I said, like if they wanted me to fight fucking Whaley Zhang right now, I'd be like, I'm, I'm on my way. Like, I don't care. Like, I want to fight the best, you know? Like, and I feel like, I don't know. Like, I want to see where I'm at. You know what I mean? When it comes to everyone, like, and whether it's like five days notice, I feel like you should be confident enough in like your training and your skill set to like 
to, to fight anyone, anytime, anywhere, like that mentality and like to actually have the mentality, not just say you have the mentality, you know? I mean, I know it can get you in trouble, but like, I would love to like see where I stack up against the Joannas right now and the Roses, you know what I mean? Like I would take that fight for, you know, freaking 50K versus like, a, uh, like a less of a name for more money, like personally. I feel like you would uh, do that for like $8. And like, yeah, I'd, I'd pay them to do that. Because see the donut <laughs> I'd be like, here's my here's my performance bonus back if you give me that fight. Like, I'd bribe them. <laughs> right. Of course you would. Uh, because you're a real fighter and also kind of insane. Um, yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, you know who I feel like gets overlooked in the girls' division is Tatiana Suarez. This girl yeah. is undefeated. Yeah. He housed Ronda. I mean, housed Carla as far as a yeah. housed her. And I love Carla, but she beat the yeah. shit out of Carla as far as Tatiana, she's so fucking nice, too. Like, she's such a nice person. And, like, uh, her style's not flashy. You know what I mean? Like, she's, like, a very strong, like, southpaw who will, like, get the takedown. And, like, but then, like, she, I don't know what it is about her, like, last two or three fights, but she learned how to throw some nasty elbows that just look so scary. National <laughs> champion wrestler. She beat yeah. cancer, yeah. and nobody ever talks about her. I mean, I you wouldn't even know she's in the UFC. It's because she's one of those fighters who just puts her heads down and work. You know what I mean? And that's why it's hard. Like, nowadays, I feel like everyone's trying to put on this show to get their name out there and get their face out there. But it's like, man, like, someone like Tatiana, like, she doesn't talk shit. She's just like, we've, you know, we've been back and forth on social media, like, just friendly talk. We follow each other, you know, and, like, like, she's just super cool. And, like, I feel like a lot of people who are just, like, put their head down to work, don't talk shit, like, they don't get noticed. And I it's know. So it sucks. It's so stupid, I had the same is. conversation with Colby Covington. When Colby was, yeah. like, this guy where Tatiana was, I was like, Colby, man, you got to make some noise because no one's talking about you. And then he made too much noise. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, it's but. Your way, though, so it's like. But fucking Tatiana, I mean, I know she's coming off an injury, but, like, I don't like they were talking about Carla for Welly Zhang, and I'm like, wait, why would we not talk talking? about Tatiana? Not yeah, no, yeah. Just for Carla. I want Carla to make as much money. And I love Carla, but yeah. the other was undefeated. Yeah. I mean, what what am well, I missing? It's, here? it's 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 also they want people that talk shit and they can market. They want people to have beef. You can't market a cancer survivor, a Mexican American. No, I know. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you that that means more than the cancer or anything else. If you look at it, it's the people who talk shit and have beef, and then they'll get shots over people that they shouldn't get a shot over. She should even, like, she should call her the tumor or something. Like, the, like <laughs> that should be her name or something. Like, the benign tumor. Tasteless, but I would absolutely watch that shit. Yeah, I'm just saying, I love Tatiana. I feel like that that would be a great fight, too. Whaley versus Tatiana. Because it's like two be incredible different styles. You got Tatiana's yeah. wrestling versus yeah. Whaley striking, and Tatiana's never been hurt. I mean, the girl yeah. that, uh, what's your name? Uh, the girl just had the baby that's married to a... Yeah, yeah. What's your name? Nina? Yeah, Nina. And that was the closest she ever came to losing a fight where she lost third round. But even that, it wasn't like that close, that fight. Yeah, but if she's, if, if what I'm saying is if she, that's not her fucking real personality and mentality, then you can't kind of. Yeah, but there are, there are people out there, though, that they're giving, I mean, Jan, I mean, uh, Peter Jan isn't exactly the best shit talker in the world. He's got a title shot, uh, you know. Henry Cejudo is like the king of cringe. Uh, eventually, he got title shots. Um, I mean, Uthman, I did, but he I did, did talk shit though. It just the, the thing about it is like, unless your fighting style is like insane, 
I feel like it's just going to take people who don't trash talk a little longer, you know, yeah. to get where they want and to get different opportunities. Because obviously if I'm out here, like, you know, running my mouth, like people are going to notice me more and people are going to hate on you more. And then that's the money fight. You know what I mean? Right, right, but right. Like, it's like, you have to kind of weigh your options. Like, I know like it's a career and everything, but like, is it worth selling out who you are? No. You know, for a little bit of extra money. No, it's not. Right. But it's easy, especially like as a young athlete or, or someone who's kind of stuck in their career, you know, to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to run my mouth because it's going to get me money. But then it's like, like for what though? Like for you more know, money. Yeah, yeah. A lot of your uh, colleagues having OnlyFans. Um, I'm big on the do you, you know, I'm personally not going to do it. Like, I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, there's other ways, but I mean, honestly, like I said, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Like I'm not going to be on it. Like do you, if that's how you're going to make money, then that's how you're going to fucking make money. Like, like if you're a real shit talker in real life, then be a shit talker. Like Nick Diaz is really like that. No, we're, talking about, we're talking about OnlyFans. The girls are like showing their. Oh, I know, but I'm saying if that okay, yeah. if they, if that's we're, their. We're, I know, but we're, we're over that. We're talking about girls showing. Okay, their okay, wow, okay, all right, Adam, all right, I'm gonna remember Man, that. Shit. I mean, like I said, I. I don't know. I, like, I would never do it. You know, it's not even on my radar to Good, do. I like that because as a girl, a girl with father issues, uh, who's got you, you're very prone to that. Okay, I can see people. I can see people going. You know, fuck you, Dad. Here's my ass. Who wants to see it? Twelve dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's good that you have morals and character and standards. Your grandparents did very well. Thank you. Uh, whoever, whoever they are. Did you just jump over her mom? <laughs> I know my mom. <laughs> yeah, screw your mom, but ah, grandma. Your, your mom did a good job too. Your, your mom, your mom did a very good job because. Uh, yeah. uh, Adam, you're oh, kind of a nut. So Tracy Cortez, speaking of OnlyFans, may may have the best ass in MMA. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, not to not to not to. I mean, I, I said this to her face uh, or her at least behind her. Uh, she came to my comedy show. Super cool. She's fighting Justine Kush. She's yeah. the girl that uh, took a shit in the octagon, yeah. literally. But was very cool about it. You know, she got squeezed by Felice Herrig. Afterwards, she wrote, "Shit happens," uh, yeah. and then people laughed. And yeah. plus, it, it wasn't even like. I wouldn't say a hot shit, but it was, it was messy. It was my situation. Uh, yeah. um, but so they're fighting. I, I feel like they're Justin Kish is like on like a two or three fight losing streak. And yeah. they're trying to build up Tracy Cortez. Probably. Uh, yeah. I for sure got Tracy that fight. I mean, Tracy is very marketable. You know what I mean? She is like that, like Mexican American hard worker. Like um, she puts her head down and works too. You know, she's, uh, she's cute. She's like marketable. She doesn't really talk shit. She just kind of keeps to herself, but I feel like she's, that's probably what they're doing, you know. I don't, I don't know if that's the best fight to make, you know. But as far as like stepping stones for Tracy, I feel like that's a good stepping stone for her. Yeah, that's a lob. I think they're tossing her a lob. Yeah, I yeah. mean, she's got good, yeah. good Muay Thai. Tracy's actually though, she, her, yeah, brother, her, her brother passed. Her brother passed away. They were very close. He got her into fighting. Like she's had a tough life. I, I look yeah. into her. She's she's not just some kid that like got stuff handed no, to her. She's, no, she's not like a silver spoon fed girl. Yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah. a really good fight that got made was Sadiq Youssef is a guy who is a star. He's a guy. Well, who, I actually uh, got to take off because I'm gonna be late for training. All right. Yes. Thanks for having me and like let me know. Nice, nice seeing you. Where nice can people follow you? Uh, K Hanson MMA Twitter Instagram. That's thank it. you, Kay. Thank you for everything. No, thank you. Thank okay. That was Kay Hansen. I like her. Yeah. She's awesome. uh, she focused. So, uh, Sadiq, you, you say some, uh, first off, you say some hilarious side <laughs> shit. Ha! 
Like, you know, we've been around all the comics in the world. We've been around the biggest comics. You, man, you say some shit, I go, whoa, that was crazy, but funny as shit. You gotta keep it entertaining, you know? Yeah, uh, oh, no, no, of course, of course, of course. But uh, no, it was just funny how you would say stuff and then I would go, like if we start talking about something else, I go, wait a minute, did he just say that? He, he, he did just say that. And she does have it. When you said, I said it, she has a nice ass. Well, I didn't say it to her. I said, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. She came to the show with, first of all, talk about being Mexican. She had like 19 brothers and sisters. And, and like her cousins came, her boyfriend came, who's got, like a, I think he's like a national champion wrestler. His ears were like, I was in Arizona. His ears were like in San Francisco. Uh, right. But, and she was super sweet. And, and very, you know, one of these girls that's like so attractive, you have to like look away. Uh, like you don't. Right. Even, like, you can't I, stare I, at her too much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could end up being. Lost. Before her boyfriend goes, hey, dude, what are you doing? Like, right. You have to be like, oh, just acknowledge the fact that you have to go look at her and go, yeah, she's really pretty. And then just keep keep moving. You know, like. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about. Like, there's she, uh, Paige Van Sant's like that too, who's yeah. fighting tomorrow night in bare knuckle boxing. Uh, I saw, yeah, I saw that online. Yeah. She's getting more money for bare knuckle than she's ever gotten in MMA, which is crazy because. She has some pretty big contracts in the UFC. I don't know where bare knuckle boxing getting their money from. Uh, I, well, I mean, yeah, but she, I saw the, I saw the post. It's like, if you're getting 40 K or you're getting triple that for, for, you know, I mean, you know, I asked her boyfriend about it. Austin who's a great guy undefeated fighter a really, really her husband actually, you know, he, I, I said, aren't you worried about your, your wife getting, you know, really hurt in bare knuckle boxing. He's like, you know what? They don't hit as hard because they're gonna break their hands. He goes, especially if you think about the women, he goes, there's not really been many knockouts in women's bare knuckle boxing. Because if you punch as hard as you can, then you're gonna break your hand. Like in regular boxing, right. you can break your hand in regular boxing. It happens but all you time. still can, but you can bare knuckle boxing, you still get cut up though. Oh yeah, 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 you get cut up. You get but cut up. It doesn't, but it doesn't do as much damage to the brain um, as like getting concussed. This is what the guy was trying to say. And he says, he doesn't seem to be worried about it. What, what I'm wondering is how do you train for bare knuckle boxing? I, I, I still have got, not got an answer on how you effectively train for because you're not gonna train with no fucking wraps. You're just gonna train regular boxing. And then what do you do when you're regular boxing? You throw punches half as hard? Like how exactly does I that work? You just go for it, fuck your knuckles, fuck it, and just be insane. That's what I think. Well, I, I talked to Dakota Cochran and he basically said he just hits the, the heavy bag with no with no uh, no padding, yeah, and you basically get your your hands as numb as you possibly can. One of your knuckles ends up being one knuckle. It's kind of like in uh, in Thailand and Muay Thai, where you see yeah. people kicking trees to the point where their their legs are desensitized to nerves, so that it doesn't hurt when they kick anymore. Right. I assume that's what they do with their hands, but that that seems like a fucked up way to make a living. I mean, I, I, I get it, man. Hey, but if you're getting, say you're getting that much money and you fight two, three times. And you love it. I mean, no one's, no one's putting a gun to Paige Van Zandt's head and saying you have to go bare knuckle boxing. Tomorrow. Right. I would assume she has a lot of opportunities. I am surprised actually with how cute she is that they haven't put her on, is the CW still around or something? Like one of those like Riverside shows or yeah, soap yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's or, around anymore. I, I haven't seen or, it. Or like but, a- But no, she's, no, she's beautiful, flat out beautiful. And I think that she could go other opportunities, but she fucking loves it. I saw the post and they were, she was talking about how much money she was making. And I was just like, well, if you love it, fuck it, go for it. But 
you're this is your money maker. Your face really is your money maker, I mean, and you're gonna fuck that up. With the stars, she makes a ton of money in sponsorship. They live in Oregon, so it's like eleven dollars to get a house there. Yeah. Um, I I don't know, uh, but she just wants to. She's just a badass girl. I mean, she's she's and she's actually when I came to my show with Austin, they were the nicest people. They were just like they came to. They I, were I, cool. Oh yeah, I made fun of uh, Austin. I go, she, I go. She doesn't have one ugly bone in her body except for Austin's. You know, I, I I talked about how like him nutting on her face and this and that, just all kinds of just really pure and things that every girl wants to hear in public. And uh, okay, of and course, she was totally cool about it. Like Paige Van Zandt's uh, legit. Like, um, and Austin's like the goofiest, nicest guy ever. Her her husband is just like people from Alaska are just a different breed. I think it's. Right. Like, I think it's 30 guys to every girl in Alaska. So if you're going to be good at picking up girls, you have to have a really fun personality. Uh, you you got to be super chill too. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, uh, there's no way. I mean, the fact that he went to team alpha male and left with Paige Van Zant shows that like the, the, the dude's got something. Now, as far as his tattoos on his neck and his face, I, you know, I know. That's I, something I, else. Yeah. I, that was, <laughs> but I, I just felt like, like yeah. He went. He went too far. What? That's what I think. I and I go now. You can see how much of a tool he really is. And then I just posted that, and he like retweeted it. I actually liked said. Paige Van Zandt said that guys would never talk behind her back, and I'm like, yes, because they're staring at your tits. And he retweeted that. So like, he's obviously uh, he's super chill. Yeah, he's super chill. Because some people will get mad. Like, hey man, fuck that. That's my wife, bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Let's bang, bro. Like the guy you had on the show was like, you should get knocked out for saying that joke. he he didn't apparently he didn't know he was coming on the show i i i I had a joke last i wrote last night like three in the morning and i always get nervous about jokes right at three in the morning because i'm like my judgment isn't that good i go chris weidman beat covid it was his second big win in five years right and i was as i put it and i got a hundred like retweets but then i'm like you know weidman always like retweets my stuff comes on the podcast i'm like do i want to so I end up taking. But no, it if it, you gotta have, come on. If they don't have a sense of humor and they just want to be a tough guy across the board, I know. But now I'm calling him a loser and has COVID. I'm like, it's like a double joke there. So it's still I, funny though. Fuck I, that. I DM'd him. I said, hey man, can I make a joke about you? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I have his like response. Yeah. So I think that the guys that get mad, they obviously we know you're a badass. You're a badass. You're better than ninety ninety five percent of the people on the planet. Chill I'm nothing. saying 95 because there's probably some guys in the Ukraine I don't know about that are wrestling fucking like you know animals and shit. So Dude, like, I just wrestled a rhino last year, like that yeah, kind of. You're not kidding about that. The Ukraine has some weird wrestling gene. I know this sounds. I was saying that to a friend of mine. Like, there's something in them that they go, you know, fuck, I'm harder than well, it's the world. Pakistan. I mean, you know, they were talking about it. Jordan Burroughs saying they don't have their schools. Or just wrestling. If you're good at wrestling, you go to wrestling school. So you right. you wrestle for eight periods a day, and like and then in recess, I guess you read books. It's like the opposite of actual school. And, and then and then if you do well, they take care of your whole family, like your whole. And then if you don't do well, they give you a job that you don't even like the rest of your life. So it's like that's how they motivate you. So yeah, you, but they're just they're just hard as fuck. I mean, can you imagine if like the U.S. had like basketball school where you just play basketball from when you're five to 20 for eight periods a day. You'd have 40 LeBrons. 40, every team. I mean, I mean, right? Yeah, there would be, uh, yeah. But I mean, 
I know. Like, if you look at look, if you look zero white players in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, if there was a basketball school, like, because think about how many kids are great at basketball, but like, every town has like those like that kid that could have been the best, but he his grades weren't good enough, and he got into drugs, or he got right. He got distracted. He got distracted. Right. Girls, he got some girl pregnant. Imagine if there was like all he did was play basketball for eight hours. That kid, uh, like. He'd be a, a monster. Yeah, like that, wouldn't get distracted. Like that was that's all he would do. Right. There's a kid Zion right now that is they going. He's the next basically big thing. He's going to be like a Kobe or a Shaq or he's going to be the next thing. And oh, yeah. that's why they were like. But he has he's so even keel and balanced because he 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 actually is smart. So he, he, he went smart. to Georgetown, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, come on. The funniest about Georgetown basketball is that Allen Iverson, who was like my favorite player ever, he's like the Frankie Edgar of basketball, in my opinion, is Allen Iverson. Yeah. Um, but he's a guy that was in jail his senior year. It was a bullshit charge. You got into a brawl at, at like a bowling alley. It was like such a bullshit thing. He was right. in jail for like a year as like a 17-year-old. But he went from jail to Georgetown. Like, like that's when you know, like, Athletes, they're not really taking their scholastic seriously. Like, yeah, they're, they're, like they're, the best school in the world, one of them, and he goes from jail to them. Like, well, he said, "Well, I read a lot when I was in." <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. When I saw that, I went, "Well, he probably was reading a lot." So, I mean, come on, out. like, if there's ever like a case of like, you know, athletics trump everything, it's the guy going from jail to. to, to no, well, it it does. That's why I think that I was talking to people about. I wasn't saying that people knew Ukraine. I just feel like their life is so hard. It makes them harder. And they like kind of prop up wrestling too. So it's like, if you're already a hard ass motherfucker and you wrestle all day, it's a combination. Well, there was a guy in the Knicks that like, I forgot the guy's name. I was watching it. Like him and LeBron James were going at it. And the guy was like, I think he was like banned from his country. And like, he was, there was like assassination attempts on his life. And like, like, so like LeBron's, like, uh, LeBron's, like, talk, smack talk isn't going to work on that guy. Right, like, at like, all. Like, when guys from Eastern Europe are, and, and like, they're growing up with, like, missiles aimed at their head and they're, like, dodging. Right, it's and, like, my mother was kidnapped yesterday. I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not going to Come on. So we yeah. got a guy right now who is a three-time Pro Bowl this dude was a monster. His nickname was Lights Out, or it is Lights Out, because in high school, in high school, he made four kids unconscious in a football game. Four uh, in high school. So that right, that's how they call. It. That's why they call you Lights Out, Sean Merriman. Yeah, my my uh, my sophomore year in high school, um, back God in uh, Frederick Douglass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now did you, you, you well. You, Go on. You know the thing is, it was no, it was no YouTube and all that stuff back then, man. But I'm sure there's some, there's some footage. I'm sure I got it. Right. Now were the other parents of the team saying maybe we should take the, you could take that kid out. Like he's giving, he's half our teams in the hospital now. So, so I had one of the parents one time uh, try to block off the field, literally try to expand their arms so I wouldn't walk on it, and told the coaches and was screaming to the top of her lungs that the coaches held me back three years. And uh, that she did not want me to play it on the field with her son. So that uh, that did happen before a few times. Wow. Wow. That... <laughs> but Lights Out is a great name. But, like, I would have probably been, like, if I saw that, then I'd been like, your name would have been, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Did he just do that to that dude? 
So, so Sean, you're here with a uh, with a uh, hilarious comedian, Shang. Hey, what's up, man? We got we got the. What's great, up, brother? Uh, so then, yeah. So you were also a basketball stud. Uh, you were ranked third in Washington D.C. in basketball. So, yeah, yeah. What you know, which is which is crazy because I came up and uh, you know like from the same area as Kevin Durant, Michael Beasley, Nolan Smith. I mean, Demar Demar Johnson. Um, I mean, so so much basketball talent. It was mainly a basketball area. Then you started to see all these athletes from basketball kind of creep over to football. And then, you know, we found a, a different spot there. I was growing here and, you know, KD and all these guys, they were doing that. Now, did you get recruited to any colleges for basketball? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I had, I had some colleges there. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I committed to University of Maryland as a junior. I didn't even take any of my visits. Um, and I had offers from, you know, just about every – big college in the country because I was, you know, rated in the country in, uh, you know, my junior year. But I was like, man, I wanted to stay home. That For me, that was it. I was like, you know what, if, if I don't go here, it's going to be like a Miami or Alabama or something like that, man. But at the time, like, I was staying home no matter what. And uh, you ended up going to the Chargers and uh, you signed an $11 million contract. At that point, are you like, I'm set for life? Like, I never have to work again? Except no, no, not, not, not really, man, because, um, you know, for one, I, I understood what taxes was <laughs> early on. Right, early. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, I, before, like, because I had, I had some guys in my corner, like uh, Ray Lewis, LeVar Arrington, all these older cats who were already in the league, so I, I got a chance to be around them. So what they did was, early on, they kind of took me under their wing and said, hey, this is your pay, this comes in, your agents, the 3%, the taxes, your financial advisor, you know, half percent. So I, I knew all this coming up already. So when I seen, which, and they don't pay you $11 million straight up, you know, so they pay you, I think it was like two or three first, and then you get a salary of $2 million during the season. Then the following March, they give you another three. So it's broken up into a, you know, three or four year period. Um, but yeah, man, I, I knew, I said, that that's, I'm not, I don't want to sound like an ass, but that's a lot of money, but it's it's not a lot of money when you start taking away all the stuff and expanding that over a five year period. Right. Well, right. yo, so the, I was gonna ask you. So the OGs basically kind of took. No, I was asking. So the OGs basically took you on their wing and said, "Hey, don't don't go buy a gold toilet. The fuck you doing?" No, I I definitely bought me a couple gold toilets. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, you still did it. <laughs> oh yeah, I still. You know, cause and I and I tell anybody this: when you get your your first piece of money go do whatever you want to go, whatever you've been thinking about. And I grew up at a time where, you know, you watching rap videos and I also had like Alan Iverson that came from the same area. So I used to see him pull up in the Rolls Royce and all these, you know, guys from that area. And I said, you know what, as soon as I get some money, I'm going to get me one of those. And th that was my mentality. And then, you know, I, I felt like that for the first four or five years. And after that, man, you, you, you come back down to reality. You're like, you know what? I don't need this shit. You know, and that's that's where, you know, you kind of get a little older and you don't want that stuff anymore. Then, you know, all those things come in. Now, you were hitting guys. I mean, you had sacking guys like crazy. You got defensive rookie of the year. You're doing a dance. But then some of your teammates got mad. Uh, Tomlinson, who's like the, the running back of the team, says it's not appropriate. Like, were you like, come on, man, let me live? No, you know what it was? It was the, the Patriots in 2006 who was doing my dance after they beat us in the playoffs. And so... Uh, LT, Phillip Rivers, all these guys, I didn't see them doing it at the time. My head was down. So I was we just lost. I was I was crushed. You know, I, my head was down. I look up and I see in the middle of the field, I see like some commotion. So I don't know what's going on. 
I take off running full speed because I see Phil Rivers and LT and all these guys getting in a fight, but they were fighting because the other team was doing my dance, doing my lights out dance. So that's that's how that was like that was like the game of the day that I officially came became like a Patriots hater for life. That's hilarious. So these guys memorized your dance before the before the game. Oh yeah, if you was watching film, I was doing it after every big hit, after every sack. So I, you know, look, I'm sure it pissed some people off and. You know, the good coaches know how to use that stuff. It's bulletin board materials. Like, hey, you know, he, he ain't doing that shit over here. So, and that's that's what that case was. Bill Belichick had had put it on notice that uh that I won't be dancing. Yeah. <laughs> that's hysterical. Uh, but I, you know what? It's weird. I hate the Patriots to this day. So, I yeah. mean, I, I still I, – I, I hate you, Brady. I hate hey, saying you, you and 65% of the, other, the country. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. 100%. I just fucking I, yeah, and Brady being in the Super Bowl, I people are like, so you rooting for Brady? I'm like, fuck no, I don't. I really is that messed up? I'm like, no, fuck no, I don't. I want him to lose badly. Now, when I did your show, Sports Nation, that's that was so much fun, by the way. I was, we were one of the guys in the show, and that's when I actually I didn't realize how serious you were taking MMA training. Like you legit are now. You were planning for a fight. You were gonna do a fight. And then yep. what happened? Are you still going to fight? So um, so what happened when I retired in 2000, 2013, 2014, I started to do it more. Like when I was playing, I was just doing it during the offseason. So uh, and I think it was 2006 or 2007 during the offseason. I went to go um, train with Jay Glazer and like Randy. I walked to the gym. Randy Couture was in there. Tyron Woodley. Uh, a lot of these guys in the mid to late 2000s. And so I just kind of wanted to go in there and work on my hands. And, you know, I'm a pass rusher, so it's really good to have aggressive and violent hands and being able to get past those tackles. Uh, so I just picked it up because I wanted to do it. And then I found myself doing it every single offseason. And, and then when I retired, I was, I was like, shit, I'm going to go train and take a fight because, you know, I still had – I was 28, you know, 28, 29 years old. I still wanted to go. The problem was in 2012, 2013, like the guys, nobody was paying. They wasn't paying like that seven, eight years ago. And as of this last, you know, three, three years or so, you can go in and make a lot of money in the sport, you know, because of the Conor McGregor's and all these other guys, but also you got the um, Greg Hardy's who transitioned over. And so it became more of a thing. Um, so, but anyway, while I was training MMA, I got offered a uh, bare knuckle uh, boxing fight a match this is in like 2018 and i've been training boxing i mean i got both my uncles are professional boxers so boxing in my household was just it was normal if you had a problem at a cookout family reunion over like we had the gloves we hey go get the gloves it was no talking it was none of that it was like go get the gloves and that's how everything was handled so boxing was right up my alley anyway um and these guys two weeks not even two weeks maybe nine days exactly nine days before I was about to go fight I've been training for two months they tell me they want to pay me 50 percent of what I'm supposed to get paid I said that's not what the contract say and I and I I won't get on the plane unless you guys are paying me in full and so that fight never ended up happening for that reason well they ended up screwing over everybody on that card that was the bare knuckle card with like Baroni Chris Lee I mean Chris Lee I mean that card was stacked it was it was a great card Right. You were, you were training to fight bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, but you, hey, Adam, you, Adam, the truth is, I've been in like over 20 of those for free. You get what I'm saying? So when somebody, 
So when they offered, I was like, okay, cool. Now you got to train a little bit different because bare knuckles, you know, it's really easy to break your knuckles or break your hand or something like that. So I was training more and strengthening my hands for that. But man, I was like, you know, I've been in a lot of these in my life for free and the money they were offering. I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and train for a couple of months and, you know, get in that shape, that type of shape. And I was ready to go. Well, then you're still a huge name. I mean, what, you're 36, 37? Yeah, 36, yeah. I mean, still, you're, still, you're still young, uh, very explosive. And now, as far as, like, Greg Hardy goes, that's a good example. I feel like a lot of football players, whether it be Greg Hardy, uh, there's a couple other guys, OSP was a college football player, um, Alonzo Menifield was a college football player. They got amazing explosive knockout power. So they, they kill everybody up front. They eat the first eight, nine guys, and then they get to the next, the, the Volkovs. So then all of a sudden, I wouldn't say they get exposed, but now they're- No, they get exposed. Yeah, no, you're right. It's not carrying them like it used to. Is that something that you were prepared for? Yeah, and, and then all that come with experience. Like, you know, Dana, Dana wanted me to fight, or, well, Greg Hardy wanted to fight me, and Dana White wanted it to happen. This was a couple years ago. And I've talked to Dana White about this personally, um, in person before a few times, and we got a, a few mutual friends and people we know. Um, so we first ran into each other at an event, and we stopped and talked about it a little bit because he had, a, he had also seen that Greg Hardy had posted V1 to fight me. And I was all down. Two years ago, in my heart, I believe I would have whooped Greg Hardy's ass a couple years ago. But where he's at now, he's kind of transitioned. He's a much better fighter, even though he didn't look all that great this last fight and kind of curled up in fetal position. Um, but for the most part, he's, he's made tremendous jumps and bounds. Like, he can really go. He's really more of a – he was better on the ground. He, he didn't um, – you know, after he fought for the, for, that, for the belt, actually, at one time, he went – I think it was all five rounds. So he's had, like, some champion – some real championship rounds before, and – it's that experience. So now I was like, you know what? I don't have to, like, at first I was all with it. I was like, you know what? I can go train three, four months and I can whoop this dude a hundred percent. Right. Cause I was already in shape. I was already sparring twice a week. I was, I just had to get into a, a fight camp and go and do it. And I started to get busy with all the other stuff with lights out extreme fighting with my league. And I, and I told them, I said, look, I would love to go and fight, but you know, I have my own, my own league that I'm trying to promote and I'm trying to grow we're former athletes transitioning into my league. You know, we got a couple former football players, Chris McCain, uh, who played for the Dolphins, played for the Chargers. He's 3-0 amateur. Uh, we got two more that we announced as soon as we, we get back up and running. So as you said, Adam, like this is, this is going to be a big thing in, in the next year or two because like myself, when I retired, these guys can still go and there's real money in the sport. So it's, it's worth it. How's your, how's your ground game? That I just just this past year I took it been taking it seriously. Out of all my time, I've trained you know a lot of grappling stuff and a lot of Muay Thai, a lot of boxing, different forms. But uh, this past year, actually, this coming March will be a full year that I've been doing it consistently, three four days a week while I'm on the ground. You're gonna be a monster, dude. I, I right. still I still want to. I know you called out Batista, right? Yeah, but you, you know what? Um, and I would have loved to fight uh, Dave Batista, but the problem is, you know, he's obviously shooting film. He's making a lot of money doing that. And then, you know, I don't know if he has an appetite to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, I think that three, four years ago, whenever he fought on that stream in, in Russia, whenever he had that fight, if I could have caught him around that time, I think he would have took the fight. I don't, I don't think he'll take it now. So let's talk about Lights Out, because you got a promotion, and I was like, I didn't know really what it was, and all of a sudden I see it on Fox Sports. And I was like, 
damn, like this is like legit, legit, legit. Because sometimes I thought it was like kind of a smaller promotion, but you're like, you got a, a deal with Fox Sports with your promotion. Yeah. So, um, and that's and that's the thing, right? UFC is so big, and you know you got UFC and really Bellator, really the the next. Those the are the guys. two big boys. I think those right. Are- those are yeah. Those are two big boys out out of it. And so, but there are other smaller promotions like us that are growing, that are, you know, having these up and coming talent. You know, I think over this pandemic, um, four or five of our guys fought for UFC and like three or four of the guys fought for Bellator. So we, we are, we are the talent. We, we are where guys start out at and, and we looking to grow. And fortunately, because I was at uh, Fox sports on the football side doing a broadcast and, they had just lost the UFC and UFC went over to ESPN. So I went up and I pitched them on what we did with lights out and they loved it. They gave, gave, they gave us a shot and the viewership, man, we skyrocketed. The numbers were crazy. Uh, we actually beat out or, or tied the Anaheim ducks in viewership our last couple of fights, you know? So for us starting out and for what we're trying to build and having these athletes transition from their, you know, we got uh, rugby players is coming over here soon. Uh, we got a former track star and, and two big, um, you know, social media stars is all transitioning into MMA and the, we'll have their the, first the, amateur fights. Who are the social media stars? Uh, we can't, I can't announce it yet. Oh, um, cause, cause, cause one of them, one of them is in a deal to fight somebody, you know, fight somebody else. Um, and it hasn't really been, been announced yet, but we will, we will. I actually got to show them. He on. can't tell you. He can't tell you now. Obviously, Logan Paul. Who's a, no, it's not Logan Paul. Who's it's a deal to fight Mayweather. That's that's falling through. I, this dude's a uh, yeah. He's not. He's, he's not fighting Floyd Mayweather. Um, yeah. he's not fighting him. Got it. But yeah. you, you know, the thing is with Logan Paul and people don't understand. I think he was he was he was a wrestler uh, wrestler before. Yeah, he, he has a, a wrestling background. Yeah, he plays right. in the uh, states uh, of Ohio. He's a really good wrestler, and he's a great. And, and I talk- and I told his, I told Jake, I told his brother, I said, look, uh, Logan should come over and, and fight MMA. He'll have a better shot. Him boxing, man, I was like, keep, you know. I think that Floyd Mayweather would have absolutely scored. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Floyd, is, Floyd is on some other shit. Even now, now, what do you think is going to happen with Ben Askren versus Jake Paul? Honestly, and I like Ben. Um, I like him as a fighter, and I don't think he gets enough credit because he got knocked out, you know, five seconds by Masvidal, but – Ben had a Ben got a lot of fights and people just kind of seeing him in the UFC, but they they didn't watch him in the other league. He has he has a lot of fights under his belt. The other side of that is people aren't taking Jake Paul seriously because it's the whole social media stuff, right? right. And I'm not saying that Jake can go and beat a, a 10 and 0, 15, 20 and 0 professional boxer, but I've seen him spar quality boxers before behind closed doors. And before I actually seen him, you know, probably over a year ago now, um, I thought the same thing. Everybody else, you know, this uh, social media fights, you know, this shit is boring. You know, it's a gimmick and all this other stuff. But the first thing I told um, his trainer, BJ, and then Shane Mosley at the time, who was who was training him at the time. And I said, this dude trains like a professional athlete. I was like, say what say whatever you want about it. But he trains like a professional athlete. And so what, and I've seen him over the course of the year getting better. So with all that being said, I think that, I think that he's going to beat uh, Ben Ashman for sure. I think it's, you know, I don't, I don't know if it'll go all the way. I think it's somewhere in the fifth or sixth round, he might get a knockout, but 
he's just he's just more skilled as a boxer than Ben is. Yeah, he's younger. He's he seems like he does take it seriously. He's not fucking around. And Ben Asters has no fucking hands. None. If they were wrestling, it would be a wrap. He would take his oh, arm yeah, done. and beat him with it. Yeah. He done. literally would shove his arm up his ass. But if it's just boxing, I seen it like even his form is just bad. Like, so yeah. I just think that I don't want him to win because I I don't like the I don't want them to win, but I think that Ben yeah, Ashton is so annoying. They're like so annoying, but at the same time, they're really good at making people not like them. I mean, they're amazing at it. Uh, like, yeah, but you, Adam, you need that though. It's like you know, so I, I see him, and some of the stuff, you know, I'm like, I also say to Jake, I say, dude, that's you know, that shit's overboard, you know, and like it, it's a little crazy, but at the same time, you got the some of the, the greatest fighters in the world calling these dudes out. Think about this, man. It, 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 you talk about somebody who's coming from the social media and, and entertainment world on that side, and you got Floyd Mayweather um, and all these guys who who are calling them out. Like, yeah, they're amazing. That's, they're good at it. They're, yeah, they're, the they're great. At it. It. They're, 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 they're the best. They're the best at it. But like when they're saying like Mayweather, who who impregnated your daughter? You know, what, I mean, yeah, but like, that's the shit I'm talking about. That's the shit that like, I like. Fuck that. How about I meet you not in the ring, but well, everyone can't house. wait to see them get get flatlined. But if they're they're smart because they're picking people that can't flatline them, or that don't. Oh, right, right. That is yeah. true. You're I right. Mean, I mean, pick Ben Askren. They're picking. You know, um, now uh, you own a NASCAR team. <laughs> uh, on on a Canon on the Canon series, I did. I had a driver and a team down there. I'm not as uh, involved with it as much now. Um, because my driver moved up to uh, uh, the, the the Cup Series. You know, he's on um, on Infinity, and, and one day he's hoping to. That's a whole different level of money there. I, I don't, you know, I'm retired, and my, I'm, I'm doing all right. But, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's, you're talking that's, about. That's that I created mayonnaise money. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, three to $500,000 of race money. And, yeah. um, you know, that's a, that's a whole. Yeah, but I've been around the sport of NASCAR, man, for – 12 years now, I got hooked in and I, and I haven't left the track since. But you have the craziest life and you tried out for the WWE. Yeah. How did, how did yeah. that go? Uh, I did, you know, it's funny. I did a, um, a one-off in San Diego. They had a show, uh, I think it was SmackDown or, one, or um, it, was, it, was one of the, it was one of the pay-per-views, I think. It was, one of the, it was one of the pay-per-views. They came to San Diego. I was still playing with the Chargers at, a time, at the time and I had some buddies who were, were uh, in the WWE, they were actually some of the, the um, you know, talent. And they threw the idea out there. I said, shit, I'm down. You know, see, the thing is with me, you don't, like, don't tell me no crazy shit. And it, it sounds fun. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. It's, it's crazy. Uh, you, what, y'all, what do y'all want to do? Jump out the stands and, and, and swing this swing this goddamn uh, bamboo stick and hit some. Let, let's do that shit. I'm with it. Um, and it, we did. It started there. But then they got a great reaction. So, uh, and they told me, said, look, when you retire, we, we want to start talking to you. So that happened, I think, in 2015, 2016. Um, I went over to start hosting some stuff for WWE Network. The WWE Network had just launched. I forgot which year it was, 16, 17, or something like that. So I was going over there, but I was also training some at the uh, WWE facility uh, in Orlando, which is uh, the Performance Center, which is crazy. I mean, it's, it's insane down there. Um, so, you know, that ended up happening because I think they was at the time, WWE network was struggling a little bit with subscriptions early on. Um, and it was just a lot going on and people don't understand 
WWE, that those guys travel 150, 200 plus days a year. Like it ain't, you know, this is a whole different ball game that they're doing. Why was it insane? Like you said, the facility was insane. What was insane about it? I mean, it's it's like you, it's like an NFL facility, uh, training facility, right? I mean, you got really? the gym, the rehab centers, the therapists. The I think they got six or seven rings. How many rings set up in there? So it's you know, it's it's state of the art. You know, you you think about where wrestling used to be, and those guys training down in Tampa years and years ago, where a, a lot of the older generation of wrestlers still live. Um, it's nothing close to that. Like the one in Orlando, man, is just, it's next level. Right. Because the old one, they used to like be in a barn and they would just get stitched, <laughs> right. get yeah. stitched up by the local doctor. And, and now it's like, no, we got the hydrotherapy we're going to do for you on your shoulder. Like, it's like a whole different level. I saw uh, some online where I was watching and they were showing the, the facility. I'm like, what the fuck are these? Like, it's one of those, what the fuck? It's at the level of the UFC. Yeah, Easy. very. I would say it's even very. better in some ways. Now, yeah. in, uh, my favorite place to perform is San Diego because the women there, it's like, they look like LA women but without the attitude. I mean, just the most gorgeous women I've ever seen, all in shape. I love working down there. Now, you're a guy, you get drafted to San Diego, you got $11 million, good-looking guy. How do you fend off... Cause they must've been on you. How did you deal with that? Uh, you don't fend them off. You go ham, uh, Adam, <laughs> that's what they call. Uh, <laughs> he said, what the fuck I'm gonna fend pussy off for? I mean, yeah. yeah, we worried well, about you, like getting girls pregnant and- No, 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 not, not really, not really that. Um, you know, so, so the thing is, first off, I come from Maryland and Washington DC area. I come from Chocolate City, you know what I mean? We're, <laughs> You know, big nightclubs and big, you know, like big scenes. And you got celebrities and stuff coming in town all the time. I mean, D Washington, D.C. back in, you know, the mid early 2000s was what Atlanta is now. Right. Like everybody go to Atlanta. It was it was D.C. at first. I taped but my specials there. I taped a special there. Yeah. It's the so, 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 you know, it's I mean, it's everything you need. So I wasn't coming into where I was like, Oh my God, where I've never seen any of this stuff before. The only thing I haven't seen before is palm trees. I, like I've never seen a palm tree in person. I see, well, I've seen it on TV, but I've never seen palm trees. And when the charges flew me out and um, that was the first time, you know, I, was, I never forget going over the, the water, seeing the palm trees and it was 75, 78 degrees outside. And I'm like, man, I hope they draft me here. And damn it. They drafted me. And I, I'll tell I'll tell anybody, San Diego is the best like kept secret in the country, yeah. in my opinion. Okay. Like as far as living, weather, like you said, you know, good looking people, just the whole the whole nine is is military, nice. There's a good military presence to so the guys. Great military presence, absolutely. So <laughs> what I'm saying, but like it must have been threesomes galore and just women just trying to I mean, there's no the people say to you, hey, listen, just you know, we have a game coming up on, on, on Sunday, you know, try not to fuck every chick, you know, end it by Thursday. We need, we need you to hit people. Um, yeah, you had your day cut off, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you had a, wait a minute, you, hey. had a, you had a vagina cut off day? <laughs> so listen, okay, this, this is the thing, man. You need your legs, all right? I wasn't, oh, okay. you know, I wasn't playing. When it, when it came to football, I wasn't playing around. Like, I would never um, – you know, no sex night before the games, none, none of that stuff, you know, like the day before, like I, I was always in tune when it came to that, you know? So, yeah. and, but when I got drafted, I was at the, at the time, I was the youngest drafted NFL player or one of one of two or something like that at the time. 
So um, for that part of it, and like I said, I had older older brothers and people, guys who was in the NFL. So that wasn't my – I wasn't coming into a lifestyle that I haven't seen right. for years. Right, and right? you were focused. You were focused on, like, let me get it yeah. done and prove my point, and then you could chill later. But I think yeah. when you first come in, you're young, and you get some people that really know their shit, you got to prove your point. And then after that, you go – I'm fucking everybody. No. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah, wait. No, look, <laughs> no. <laughs> look you, you, you try to have as much fun as you can. Um, and, but it's also, it was a different time. Like when I came into the, to the league, it wasn't the camera phone, the record, you know, it was none of that stuff in 2005. I don't think that got big until the late 2000s, early yeah. 2010, oh, you 12. Out, huh? You lucked out. You know, you so like, like you, you missed. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. You lucked out. So yeah, because all that all that stuff now is just corny to me. You know, you, you like you, you try to you know be fun and nice and, and surround yourself with people. And I love being around people. That's that's one of my I just always love being around people. And then you know if you at the point where you can't even have fun because somebody's trying to whip out a camera phone or doing this, like all that stuff to me is, right. is corny. Yeah, it's mad corny. Trust me, it's it's super corny. I think that. Uh, from what I've seen, and I, you know, I knew you were going on the show. I was looking at a lot of stuff. It just seemed like the way you played, you kind of had to be in your zone to focus on that, you know, and the way you played. So I couldn't see. I, I like I'm this first time obviously top me time talking to you, but I'm saying I just see from the footage and everything I saw, you just seem like this. Like yo, I got to get this shit done. I got to rock these motherfuckers right now. I can't think about that shit right now. So. You know, yeah, I don't know. That's, a, that's a, the impression I got from you. Yeah, look, look, if you know how to balance and you know you keep your priorities straight, like for one, I've always loved the gym, right? I, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a gym, even still today. I'm six, five, six days a week. I'm, I'm in a gym. And so back then, I was even more in love with the gym because I can like actually lift weights. Now, you know, you got a shoulder, a little back or a little knee. So you got to taper off all the stuff that I want to do and, and find other ways to work out. Back then, I was just a young bull. And I just, I'll go work out twice a day and bang 400 pounds on the bench and bang 500 to 600 pounds on the squat. And so with that being said, man, like that's always kind of been my savior where if you go out and have a good night and have fun or whatever, you're not, you're not trying to walk in the gym next day hungover all the time. Like that shit, it's no fun in that. You know, you right. can't get no work done. So, but, you know, if you pop out every now and again and have fun and do your thing and all that, and you're about, you got a good balance with you, it's, it's fine, man. And, you know, it was, it was a good time. I appreciate the honesty. Now, final question, Nate Robinson, right? What went wrong? Because it looked like- <laughs> you know what went wrong. He ran into like a he It looked like a guy who did zero sparring. Uh, a guy that like hit mitts really well, hit the bag really well, but they weren't giving him real looks because when he got in there, either the lights got to him or he pumped himself up way too much. And then right. it was like he couldn't come down. But and then and then he was like it was his natural instinct of like I'm gonna wrestle with my big brother and hold him and then to get knocked out. I listen for for one you know it take a lot of and I, and I know the memes and everybody's kind of kicking they while he was down and it was I mean, one of the biggest I memes. Hated that. I hated that. Yeah, no, but you know some of the shit's funny. I, I mean some of it it was funny. Yeah. And and same thing. If I go and get my ass knocked out somewhere, I, I expect to be on somebody's social media. It's just how things are nowadays. You can't really take offense to that. But what what I what I didn't like, I I think what I didn't like the most is it gave former athletes a bad look. 
right? Because you know, we just talked about there's going to be a lot of former athletes that transition into combat sports in this next year or two. I talked to, you know, I talked to probably 10 guys a week that, that have, you know, kind of mediocre to big names that are contemplating on coming over into the sport. And what that deal was now, you know, back when I was uh, thinking about fighting, you know, the first thing anybody will come up to me and say, hey, remember Johnny Morton? Remember Johnny oh, Morton yeah. that came and got knocked out and, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. in 20 seconds, however long it was? And he tested so, positive, like, for way too much stuff in him, too. It didn't help either. All kind of shit, right? And it's just yeah. more, even more than that. If you test positive and you win, somebody might go, okay, well, maybe he took it and won. You got knocked out and you still took all that shit. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it, for, for me, um, it gave guys a bad, a bad look because now every professional athlete that's looking to transition over, they're going to be associated with Nate getting knocked out. And it's not going to be of the same respect level as somebody that's going to take it serious. And you're right, Adam, like, he didn't spar from what I'm hearing. He didn't really spar at all. And I'm like, that's the number one that you have to do because right. you need live action. Those hitting those pads and all that shit look good, but you, you need to, you need timing. You need to, you know, reaction. You need to tire yourself out and learn how to get out of situations and those things, which you can tell he did not, you that's know, like, and all you do is spar. I mean, for him, it's like no basic combo and spar because you don't need to know a fucking 12 punch combo. You're not going to, you're in there, you just basic combo and know what it's like because uh, now, now I have a lot of guys, uh, Sean, like a guy like Isaac Valley Flag, the guy that we had on last week didn't get signed for the PFL. He came in second place. Alec, uh, uh, he didn't get signed. A lot of guys, Brian Caraway, ex UFC guys are coming to me and they're, like, they're saying, Adam, hey man, I'm trying to get signed. Anyone, could I send them to you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we won't have the big budgets like UFC do, but. You know, we got, a, we got a great platform with Fox Sports, and we have it, – it just show you what, what these other leagues, what they're doing with our fighters, right? If we didn't have a quality league, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be coming after and getting our fighters. And, you know, we, we also offer guys a platform. We, we understand what the, what the game is. We understand who the big dogs in town. And for me, I guess because I've been a former athlete, I, I got this no, – I'm not, comp, comp, you know, competing with anybody. I do what I do best and do what we do best over there at Lights Out. Um, but at the same time, and we're looking to build something different, you know, there's always a, a place in the market where you, you got people to want to see new and creative and fresh things. And that's, and that's what we are. So yeah, we, we'll take those guys all day. Um, and we're looking to get started back up. You know, we, we, you know, I'm constantly having over the past 30 days, you know, three or four meetings a week on, uh, trying to get us started back up, you know, but Kylie is kind of up and down as far as whether they want to stay at home and yeah, it's know, been back restriction. Yeah. You know, it's been well, back and I'm forth. Gonna send, I'm going to send you like 10 guys, by the way. I got like 10 guys for you. Um, bring them. Bring them, man. We got a place for them. I, I was going to say, you know what? I think that you come in with a lot more legitimacy than these other motherfuckers because you, if you look at it, these are ex-athletes that can make the transition because they already have the athletic skill to make the transition. And also, if you come from football, you've been busted in the face. And you, oh, yeah. Until, yeah. You, until you got in the, what did Tyson say? Until you've been punched in the face, you know. That they also want a selfie with you. I mean, you got, they got you. You probably got the hottest ring girls in California. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, but I think yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. <laughs> and, 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 pretty good. and they're nice, man. They're nice. They're really, really nice girls. And everybody got a, had a great personality. And right. Hey, Shane, like you said, man, like, you know, football, and I'll tell anybody this football is the, mo the most dangerous sport out of all. You know, I got rugby friends, I got friends who fight. And I always try to make the correlation of 
what it feels like in football to compare to what you what, how you know whether you get hit or whether you know and, and make that feel look I, I played I played against Lorenzo Neal right I mean fullback and Lorenzo will come up and level your ass right I mean you come up and and, and they're running a, a power running play or something like that and you got to go head to head with him that's a whole body collision right there I mean your you, your head is ringing you're discombobulated and so if you've been down that down that alley already going to, over to combat sports you know, a guy gets you, even in sparring some days, you know, guys are like, oh, my bad, my, you know, and they slip a few punches on me. Or I said, look, dude, don't apologize. Listen, I, I, I did this shit for a living, you know. I mean, right. I can, it don't look like it, but shit, man, you know, face-wise, I've been hit, you know, I've been hit. Um, so it's a, there's a lot of, like, uh, uh, there's a lot of correlation and a lot of transitioning that's going to be happening in the next year or two. And we, I want to, I want to go out and get, you know, five or six former NFL players. I want to go and get out and get five or six uh, former rugby players and guys who come from other sports because I've been around this sport long enough and I can help them transition into uh, into MMA and also give them a shot in, in lights out extreme fighting. Now, do you, you have uh, women too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What uh, what weight class do you and have? I, and I seen that. Listen, I, seen, I don't know if you seen the other day with Stephen A, man. That, that yeah. really pissed me off when he said about the women fighting. And I, I get that you got your views on women fighting in MMA. I get that 100%. But I, if you know, if you watch Stephen A's commentary over the last, you know, five plus years about MMA, he's always had this stigma about MMA in general. But to, to blanket a statement to say you don't want to see women fighting, yeah, is, every, is every single woman fighting great? No, but every single man fighting isn't great either. You think so to say you don't know that because he knows that people are going to like, he's like a troll. No, I think Stephen A sometimes an asshole. Let's be real. I mean, look, look, there's no, the reason why he's one of the top commentators is he says what he wants to say, whether, no matter what the reaction of it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you're at his position, you can do that. The problem Mm -hmm. that you're doing is I think that, um, you know, women, women's grown in the sport of MMA. I mean, you know, Ronda Rousey's the man of new, all like Holly Holmes. And I mean, just uh, Zhang, who was one of my favorite fighters to watch now, just, they're growing the sport as a whole because there's a fan base there that wasn't there 10, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Right. So when these, when these fights happen, you know, Joanna Zhang, that fight should be a top 10 um, MMA fight of all time. But between men, women, that was to me one of the greatest fights ever. Yeah. So when you, when you say stuff like that, you, you blanketed a statement across the board. And to me, that, that doesn't feel right. No, no, I think he discredited when he says shit like it, almost like it discredits him. And I think that's well, bullshit. I, I have to know exactly because at first somebody said he just said women shouldn't fight men. And, and, and then I go, but then someone said they look into it more. No, he actually did say it. So I got to know exactly what he said because I think the headline might have been misleading, but I have to actually look into it because from the headline, you're like, what? And then, because uh, I, I kind of agree, women shouldn't be fighting men unless they both want to do it. If people want to fight, I, if somebody wants to fight a tiger, Tiger signs a fucking contract. Have a fight. Fight whoever you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but the way, no, Stephen A has been always, no, I mean, I don't, I mean, I like him because he, he gets on my nerves though. And I just think that he's had this little bug under his fucking ass about MMA for years and years and years, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's always kind of acted like it ain't shit. But his punching though is the, is the funniest thing. I mean, oh, yo, <laughs> that shit he was doing was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, now, Sean, who are who are some of the like? How do you do against? Because uh, you train in Hollywood, uh, your gym has a lot of like super high profile MMA guys. 
How do you how do you yeah. do against some of like the the Randy Guitars and some of those guys? Um, well, you know, I trained at uh, Black House, which is in, in L.A., and I went down at the body shop in Long Beach. Uh, so you got a mixture of, of both. Um, and, you know, we, we, we'll probably spar uh, fr- Friday, every, every Friday at Black House. Well, you know, normally every Friday we'll, I'll go spar there and then I'll spar one or two days to work out and train down in uh, Long Beach. Uh, but there's a bunch of Bellator guys down there and there's some, uh, you know, sure. UFC, so uh, LFA and different gents, but 90% pro fighters are in there. And so people, you got to understand, like when people are like, oh, you're doing that MMA, like, you got to go with somebody to know how to work. Because if you go in there just to knock each other heads off, you'll never get no work in. You'll never learn. If somebody is pinning your ass on the ground and, you know, they're uh, an expert in jujitsu and they know how to keep you down and hold you down, they should be talking to you and telling you how to get up out of this, not kicking your ass every single every <laughs> single day. Because right. When I first started, I had I had a problem getting off the ground with guys who were just wrestlers in jujitsu, like great jujitsu. Just getting off the ground if they take you down was a problem. Now if they keep you down the whole time and they're not showing you how to get up. How the hell are you gonna get up on Thursday if it you know <laughs> two days from now? What, what are you gonna learn? Right. So if, if you go into the wrong gyms and you're not training with the right people, you just gonna suck. And you see a lot of these guys so banged up and beat up before they even get to the fight that by the time they get to the fight, it's trash. Is that, you're just training at the wrong gym. But if you're with Kenny Johnson and Antonio McGee Sr., those are some good trainers. I mean, those guys are obviously doing a good job with you. Yeah, and you know what? I, I like it because they also understand, too. Like, I, first, first and foremost, I have, I have businesses and I have a company, right? And I have stuff that I do. So that's first. And then the training part of it is, is second. So you're going to come in and uh, Jason, you know, uh, Antonio McGee, Jason Manley, all these guys who I train with on a, on a daily basis. And, then, um, you know, Kenny and all these guys at Black House as well. They all understand, man, even when I go in there and spar, I'm not going in there. We're not throwing haymakers, man, they're throwing bombs. Like, if I get if I get me three or four solid five-minute rounds in of work, it doesn't sound like a lot, but for the general public, that, that shit, that's a lot of damn work. It's exhausting. Yes, it's yeah. it. Yeah. But do you guys ever look at you as like, oh, this is Sean Merriman. I hated this guy in football. I'm going to try to give him the business. No, and that's why I don't go out in random ass gyms because you know you got that one person in there that, that can't wait to, you know, th- throw my ass down so they can go home and get on their Instagram live and start talking shit later on. <laughs> right. You got to get with people that are cool and they know what the deal is and you're, it's a learning right. process instead of people that's trying to, like, make a name. Of course. But there's, that, that that, but there's a lot of people that got that kind of bitch ass mentality. Well, where they, that happens with like professionals too. Hector Lombard. How many stories have we heard where that guy just like fucking throws people on their head day one, like, or even a football player that came out. Um, what's his name? Walt Harris said the first yeah. time he played with uh, Eric Anders. Eric Anders is also a football player. And Walt Harris, they said, beat the living shit. They sparred first day of practice. Someone's sparring. And then right. you know, Eric's a national champion over at, uh, I think Alabama. A uh, great football player. I think you yeah. know, it, it used to. It seems like a lot of football players. It's a blessing and a, and a curse. I think that it's a blessing because you have ex- incredible fast switch muscles, explosive power. You guys right. are well coachable, super humble. You know, you're going to a new sport. You, your instincts are. You can't teach the instincts. You can't. Yeah. Teach, you have it. It's like when I coach kids in wrestling and they come from the things you can't teach. The bad part is that you don't have, you didn't start wrestling when you were five. You didn't start jujitsu when you were 11 or nine. You didn't start right. when you were 18. So now you're playing catch up 
but you have this physical strength that will get you out of a lot of problems until it won't. Um, yeah, but Adam, don't you think that they since they kind of I, I consider football like car crashes over and over again, where you're in is. a car crash over and over again. So if you've already been in that mentality where you know that you can get smashed in the motherfucking mouth like pow pow over and over again. I mean, it's still it's still a huge learning curve. Still, I'm saying, but you already you already had that mentality, so I think it's. it's I mean, a, I mean it, Sean, what were you saying? What were you gonna say, Sean? Yeah, so you, you know the thing is, you're gonna go in there and. Right, so if you got a if you got a football player or, or somebody, you know they're strong, you know athletic. They're not walking in the gym with two left feet, so being able to move and, and look fluid and all that that part of it is going to be easy. It's the little things. Learn how to step step into your jab. Learn how to do you know turn over your jab, little stuff like that. Or when you're on the ground, learn how to use your hips because the first thing you want to do as a as a as a as a former football player, you're used to squatting and benching and uh, like against an offensive tackle or whoever you're going against, and that's how you gash yourself out and you lose. Yeah. But if you're calm, you understand uh, leverage, you understand how to you know wiggle your hips and 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 use certain motions, it becomes such second nature. And also, what you just said too, guys are walking in discipline, like got you know like football players more than any other sport is willing they're willing to learn because. Nobody walked on the field. I, I didn't know how to pass rush until I got to college. I never even had one quarterback sack in high school, and I had to learn how to – they put me at outside linebacker. They said, hey, you're 6'4", 225, 30 pounds. We're going to go out here, and you're going to pass rush. And I'm looking at the coaches like, hey, how do I do that? Until I, after every practice, I was getting on those dummies and using my hands and opening. So you became good at it. So it's the same thing when you go over to MMA. You walking in, your strongest. The first thing anybody will tell you, anybody I train with, they'll tell you I'm strong as hell and I can move and yeah, I'm athletic, right? They'll tell you that I'm, I'm, you know, kind of wet behind the ears when it comes to certain things on the ground. But yeah, I can go with, with mostly anybody as far as training and, and those sparring sessions get turned up, and I'm okay with it. Right. No, it's 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 great. I think it's great, man. I think you have a lot of balls. I think starting your promotion is brilliant. I think that you're obviously good at business. You're looking at it as a long term future. Whether you get in there or not doesn't matter you've already won you've already like yeah. you're already becoming the mixed martial artist you know like you've already become the science behind it and like the religion and like the what you actually need to do is you know but but that but Adam, you know what no i appreciate that but the the bigger thing is if there was another former athlete or somebody from the wwe or another entertainer whatever that wanted to scrap i'll start training next week you get you know i mean i'll get into a camp um because it has to be a situation where i know people are gonna watch like i First of all, I would never call out another guy who's been doing this shit for 15, 20 years. Is now 20 and 2, 20 and 6, 30. You know what I mean? I'm smart. I'm not stupid. You know, I'm crazy. I'm not dumb. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, I wanted to give something that the fans want. So if the fans wanted to, meet, to see me fight another athlete, they wanted to see me fight a, a, a WWE. So that or somebody in the entertainment world where they got a, a, a combat sports background, I'll do it in a second and I'll put on a show and make sure that the I fans know that, uh, money. I know that Rick Fox called out Jake Paul. Uh, maybe you and Rick Fox might be... Uh... I like, I like, listen, I like Rick. So that's why I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Because... Okay. Like a light-skinned thing? A light, you won't fight other light-skinned guys? Yeah, that's, that's a whole oh, lot of light-skinned light crime. <laughs> did you say that? Did you just say that? Beige on beige crime, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I got it. We got we to gotta find like an Akon or someone or like a DMX. Or... Oh, yeah. You know, let's, let's make this thing a light-skinned, dark-skinned thing. I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> but but do you, I, I think that you now that you got lights out, I mean, I, the way you're going about it by getting different athletes from different organizations that are 
ex-athletes. Do you think the way you're going about it um, by getting people from all different sports is a good way? Are you, are you spe- specifically going after football players? No, all, all sports. You know, the reason why I keep bringing up the, um, the NFL side of it is because the transition is easier. And guys who are, are more prone, think about it. The NFL career is about well, four years, right? And you got to play four, just say you got to play six years, and that, which is a really good NFL career if you play six, seven years in the league. You're going to retire at 27, 28. That's, you know, that's you playing six, seven years in the NFL, 29 being the latest. If you're under 30 and you spent six months to a year just focusing on your craft in, in MMA, yeah. With everything else you learned from playing football your whole entire life, you you're going to be successful. You, you yeah. just, you're going, and you're willing to learn and work every day. You're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Now, other sports, rugby is, is a great transition. I have um, a guy, uh, somebody I'm talking to is a former track star uh, who ran track, who's also been training. Um, so, so, you know, just different backgrounds of people from all over. And I think eventually uh, baseball players, you got some, you know, a few baseball guys that box and uh, do stuff. So that's, you, you have a base. I think everybody have uh, a, a basis for some type of combat sports. Even if you just hitting the mitts and you, you're holding gloves, you're doing some light sparring, you got, you got the, you know, the background to do it. You just need to take the craft more seriously. What about Shaq? Shaq wants to fight. Yeah, I, I will fight Shaq. Oh, there you Dude, Shaq's a black belt. Uh, he's been looking for a fight. Sean Merriman versus Shaq, that would be a huge fight. Oh, my God, that would be a huge fight. I mean, he, he has yeah. you by 100 pounds. Yeah, Maybe. but Shaq. That's fine. Just Shaq's, I think Shaq would get his ass kicked. I don't know. I mean, I would think that Sean's, got the, Sean's got the speed. Shaq is slow. Sean's got the, he's slow, but he's, I heard it on the ground he's a monster. I heard he's a. Uh, he is. I, seen, I, I watched videos. And then, too, I mean, when he went against Shane Mosley, when he had that boxing match a long time ago, Shaq didn't look – he looked a lot better than I thought. Against, you know, uh, I, I thought against Oscar, right? I mean, was it Oscar or Shane? Yeah, it was Oscar. That was Shane. Oscar, okay. It was yeah. Oscar, but Oscar was all coked up. I don't know if you count that. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, whatever, whatever, your, whatever your pre-workout of choice is. So, you know. <laughs> whatever, um, whatever, whatever. Shaq versus Merriman and lights out fighting. That no, would, no, no. That would well, be no, the it would be huge. Fight. Are you kidding? That would be the biggest fight I think be, in the world. That would be that'd be I bigger. Mean, look than- at the numbers that Mike Tyson. Uh, that that fight, the numbers they got was impressive. Shaq Merriman, that's a huge fight. That's the that's the fight right there. That's it. Yeah. People on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, he's. Uh, no, I don't know. Anyway, well, I like it. I like your mentality, man. You're like, yo, if they said, I'd get in the camp and let's go. Uh, that, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, well, like let's go. To, let's do it. To keep the keep the range, but Shaq's so tall. Be hard to keep, keep distance against him. He just can't grab you, right? I know, but if you just get him with a few leg kicks, soften him up with some leg kicks, and then when he kind of starts leaning back, then you go in on him. <laughs> I mean, Dang. I'm serious. That's that would be my plan. I think we should have a comics league where all the comics, but then they don't know who trains. I'd rather watch Merriman versus Shaq than. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, listen, Sean. It was an honor having you on, man. Definitely, uh, man. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. Uh, where can people follow Lights Out? MMA. Uh, check us out at lightsoutxf.com. And then uh, I think, I, I still believe that Fox Sports West and Prime Ticket and a lot of the regionals, are the shows are still running. So definitely check us out there. And if I'm a fighter and I want to get in contact with you or if I'm an ex-athlete, how do I do that? Hit me up. Just DM me on, tw- on, on Twitter or, or Instagram or something like that because I'm, I check a lot of stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, we get a lot of bullshit in there too. 
Um, but, you know, I do have uh, some quality people reaching out for, for different things. So hit me up on, on one of those social media and then, you know, we'll start talking from there. Okay, I'm going to hit you up. I got like 10 names for you. So, uh, Done deal. You got hey, it. Thank you, Here. Sean. I appreciate it, man. Hey, appreciate right, man. it, man. Thanks, Shane. Man. Thanks, man. Good luck. You got to take this. All right. Yo, that's a cool, that's a cool he, no, that was very cool. That was cool. You know what's cool about it is the fact that you uh, was like, hey, dude, I got some guys I can send you. See, that's chill shit, man. Like, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I, dude, I have so many fighters that are like, uh, like Brian Carraway, uh, Isaac Valley Flag, uh, David, uh, the caveman Rickles. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, 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 like, and these guys want to fight. Um, uh, the girl that we used to have on the uh, podcast, I know uh, Kira Batera. Right. Fight. Uh, Alyssa Garcia just had a baby, but she's fucking badass. She fought for Ryzen. So all these people, and they like, I think a lot of these people are too embarrassed themselves to reach out or they don't, too, I don't know, too proud or whatever, whatever it is. They don't, they don't want to. So I'll, I'll be the guy. I'll yeah, I mean, it, yeah. And I think it's a good look because, the, you know, the fact they got the deal with, you know, that's a pretty big deal to get it right off the bat. Lights the out guy, is not guy, Merriman's a winner, man. Like he's a guy, like, you don't, you don't get to a point where you're a three-time pro bowler rookie of the year and then be able to kind of like own a NASCAR team and then start a fight promotion. The dude's, dude's a hustler, man. Yeah. He's a hustler and he's, and he's about, he's about that shit, man. And that's, and the thing is, it's cool is he takes the MMA seriously too. He, he actually, you think he beat Shaq though for real? Yeah. I think Shaq's too old. I think Shaq's too slow. Shaq is too slow. I, I think, I think Maryland. I can't hear you. Was, yeah. I can't, you can't hear me. You. I couldn't hear uh, you. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, anyway, that's our podcast. Uh, can you hear me now? I can I can hear you now. Um, can I can I just throw a quick promotion real quick? Sure. Um, yeah, if you guys uh, that are listening, if you get a chance, um, my uh, comedy special Shangri is coming on Amazon Prime February eighteenth. February eighteenth, and if you don't have Amazon Prime, you still you might you know. Okay, you get Amazon Prime. Yes, and you can watch my uh, throwing punches on Fight Pass, as well as I'm at uh, Vegas uh, at the Laugh Factory in Vegas, uh, February eighteenth through the twenty first. So, uh, okay, excellent. Thank you guys so much. Shang, you're the best. It was a three hour exactly. podcast today. You guys are the best. Thank All right, you man. Guys.